Oh, yeah. Just pulling up the... Now, a lot of people start their show with some variation of, oh, or yeah, or yes, or welcome, or... Yes! Something along those lines, right? So I, I don't want to be accused of stealing or plagiarizing any more than I already am, but we could start the show like that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good afternoon, everybody! <laughs> How are you today? You know, one of those deals. It's yeah. all, that's that's the point, right? And be, oh, you're stealing Russo. You're stealing right, Anthony. Right. You're stealing whoever. Now, probably somebody who's got their own stuff doing it. Be like, you're stealing his thing as well. Good morning, everybody. Isn't yeah, that, isn't that Anthony? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the thing. I, I don't want to steal anything. Now, I oh. first off, is everybody okay? I know that there was a lot of snow that dumped in and around. Wow. I can't, I can't get a DoorDash order this morning, which is okay because everything is closed. Now, I, I, I said, uh, what did I say, Barrett, on Friday? I think my mom reminded me this weekend that I warned you it would be five inches, Barrett, because Barrett, Barrett was in the snowmageddon mindset that we were yeah, going to get they had two going. feet of snow because yeah, yeah. he buys into all the hype. And I said, ah, probably just five inches. Now, I, I did. I shoveled this morning. I, I didn't shovel. I cleaned off the cars this morning, and there was about three and a half inches of snow Wait, on the cars. We got cars, four. Man. Is anybody going anywhere today on the road? No, I just wanted to clean them off because in case the wife, you know, needed to go somewhere. Um, nobody's planning on going anywhere, right? I don't know. You know, things Where's happen. that a go? We well, don't I plan. Can't. Well, that's my point, though, is that it's not like, oh, I'm going out to the giant or I'm mm -hmm. going to go out and return some things at Target today. Mm -hmm. Like that's not Returning like some videos like in uh, American Psycho. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that, or or American Pie, the video that they returned there could be either. You know, any any American movie you'd like to go with. My, well, my that movie. that was a line in American Psycho that re, re, was a recurring oh. line in the sh in the movie. All right, I I, okay, I was I, returning I, videotapes. I thought, okay, so there you go. I missed yeah. it, and I was pulling something completely different. Yo, his product uh, was impeccable, wasn't it? He kept ooh. the product going in his hair. Oh yeah, yeah. no <laughs> doubt. That was a great movie. Yeah, it was. By the way, Is that his best? Uh, I don't know about that. No, I, I, I told you, I still like, um, I like the, um, uh, what is it? Um, Ford and, uh, Ford and Ferrari. I love it. Oh, oh that's it. That was good. I saw yeah, that. That can't, Ford a, that can't even be a top five or top. But five. then come on, man. But then, then Batman. what is that? Um, what's the dragon movie that I love that movie. Also the dragon so, movie. I think we need to exclude you from these conversations. <laughs> <laughs> you brought up two of the worst movies that he's in. I mean, come on, what's going on here? I love cars and I love science fiction, man. That's you see what happens, Barrett, when you have to skip a show on Friday to do right. attend to a a press conference for Nick Sirianni, which we got to break down today. Oh no, question. gets very comfortable without you here. Oh, see what it is. I mean, look at it, you know he hates to do it to me, but he's loving it right now, right? Right, right. <laughs> Think about this, though. You you go with some of the worst movies on his IMDb. That dragon movie, and I'm yes. Exactly what the name of it is because the dragons so eat ash. Uh, I know our middle bros and, and sisters, they, they'll, they'll get it for us. Rain of uh, Fire is the name of it. I'm looking there. It is Rain of Fire. There I we go. Like, I never even heard of it, bro. It's a good movie, man. These dragons, yeah. 
they take over the world. They eat ash. They burn and everything up. And eat ash? Are you, you said eat ash, right? Not the yeah, other. Ash. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just want to make sure this is a this is a family show, Barry. Yeah. Well, I, I tell you, if that is any actor or actress's number one movie, then throw them off the face of the earth. No, I mean they had Batman, but Ford of Ferrari was great, bro. I mean, okay. First off, it's not that he had Batman. Let's be fair here. He revolutionized Batman. He was mm-hmm. a the new. Everybody was Michael Keatoned up yeah. for so long, and then it was him. That, that's all. What was the boxing movie uh, set in Boston that he played? The Fighter or something? What was that called? He uh, was yeah. really good in that. Yeah, The Fighter. It was The Fighter. Yeah. Uh, an underrated movie, which I wouldn't force anybody to see if they haven't seen it, but Out of the Furnace actually is pretty good acting in it. American mm. Hustle, like he's been in yeah, that's good. movies. And Barrett's going, he was Dick Cheney in Vice. And Barrett's going, now I'll, t- I'll give you this, it's a remake, and I hate giving any acknowledgement to a remake, but he was really strong in 310 to Yuma. Yeah, I like that too, yep. yep. I never saw that one. Great this movie, the yeah. First one? I never saw any of the Yuma. Oh, no. as, a, as a fan of the Western genre. Yeah, I, I am too. Soak up. I'm surprised you haven't seen 310 to Yuma. Yeah, I, I haven't. It's uh, basically a small-time rancher agrees to hold a captured outlaw who's awaiting a train to go to court in Yuma, Arizona. Oh. A battle of wills ensues as the outlaw tries to psych out the rancher. So the rancher is, you know, humble old Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. He's a badass. He just don't know it until he has to be a badass. And then he, Russell- doesn't, have, he doesn't have a leg. I mean, a oh, foot that's or... right. That's right. Yeah, right. He it got shot, right? Yeah, right. And then Russell Crowe is the main bad guy who does oh. job in like the psyching out of it. Now that's oh. this is the the newer one. All right. Well, Sixers won, Flyers won, Matthew Stafford got traded. Anything else? Nick Sirianni introduced to the people on Friday, right? Yeah, now, yeah. Got a live talking about that. Um. Here also, anyway. Uh oh. I just got a new promo. This is a Gao Media property in partnership with Jacob Media. And you, my friend, are caught in the middle. The middle starts now on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket Can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. What a weekend as, at least for us here, we got to see the Sixers with a pretty big weekend, the Flyers as well with a pretty big weekend on the ice. And outside of locally for us in two sports in which we have at least a basketball team that's right there at the top and a hockey team that's a nice little sneaky contender, we had gigantic news on Sunday morning that I'm sure all three of us and beyond woke up to in the NFL that does have a, a little bit of a ripple effect to what's happening in Philadelphia with Carson Wentz, but Matthew Stafford getting traded to a team in LA who clearly does not value a first round draft pick like every other team in the NFL. Right. That's what I learned over the weekend. Right. First round draft picks are overrated when it comes to Sean McVay and Sneed and the rest of the Los Angeles Rams uh, uh, front office, Barrett. Well, you know, you look at it, man. If you want your guy, you do anything it takes to get your guy. Mm-hmm. And that's it in a nutshell. If they want this player, they'll go above and beyond to get him. And I understand that. Yeah. You know, I understand it. I mean, it it, it helped their defense. No, no, no doubt. to go out and get Jalen Ramsey. Well, you know, we're talking about a guy that's been in the league 12 years. 
in Detroit, never sniffed anything as far as being successful, but has all the skill sets to be a great quarterback, just not in the right system. Right. Just had it for 12 years. So we'll hey, let's let's roll the dice. You know, let's let's get him. I mean, he has he has high praise from even A-Rod. Aaron Rodgers said he's one of the best no-look passers uh in the league, also. You know, you're talking about Patrick Mahomes. They he, this kid does the same, this guy does the same thing. Hey, I tell you, for being here in Philadelphia and you know, uh pulling for the Eagles, I'm glad he didn't go to do uh Washington football Absolutely. team. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? No, Absolutely, I don't want yes. any part of Matthew Stafford. No, no. Guy, <laughs> he's like that guy, the villain in the movie where even after you fill him up with six or seven bullets, he finds a way to lift his arm up yeah. and shoot somebody. No right. question. I will keep throwing no matter what. Yep. I don't want any part of that. You're well, exactly you know what? right. If, if you look at him, man, he in his career, he's just been riddled with injuries, man. But it's not like the kid can't throw him. Mean, he had Megatron. He and Megatron put up historic numbers. I mean, well, yeah. historic numbers. Here's the thing. We, we'll talk about that. We also have a clip from Nick Sirianni that we have to get to coming up. A lot happening here. It's the middle. What we feel makes our firm different from others is the fact that we um, take our lifelong uh, personal approach and experience uh, and apply that in dealing with any client. We don't view a client as a number or another case. We view them as a human being and a person, a person who faces challenges that they never anticipated or they wouldn't be here. They wouldn't seek us out for help. And we put that personal approach um, to the forefront to make sure. Wow. Got a response from Harry on the reveal. Yeah. How about that? We had the uh, the gender reveal this weekend, Barrett. I didn't expect that. Wow. You see so, that? So, so you're going to have a girl? No. Jesus. <laughs> I told you someone. I'm, I'm lost now. I'm lost. I'm, I'm talking wait, wait, about. Wait, wait. I'm, I'm, Shan, I thought you were talking about you, Shan. Yeah. Yeah. I'm having, so you're having a, a boy. You kept saying girl all last week. I know. I thought it was, and then I changed it last second. My wife. So you're having, you having a, a boy. Congratulations, man. Thank you, brother. Congratulations, uh, this kid, bro. This kid is going to be terror. I assumed you knew because you kept saying girl. But you having a boy. Oh my goodness! You're ruined was, now, bro. You're ruined. I was just, I was just going, but and then right at the end, I, I flipped it over. Wow! Congratulations, man. Ain't nothing yeah. like a boy, man. Boy, you can, you know, punch in the chest, beat him up, and he'll still love you. <laughs> yeah, the cake was blue, Barrett. Wow! Yeah. Congrats, bro. I have it. Congrats. I should pull it out. I'll, I'll pull yeah, it yeah. Out. You got to put it out there, man. I'll pull it out in the break. Next break. It's in the, I, you know, I didn't see him. I just watched sports all weekend. I watched the Senior Bowl. Oh my I God! Seventy sixes. Uh, I, I mean, I, I was on it, man. I watched the, the Senior Bowl. Yeah, dog. I mean, I gotta see these. Why? What players. else is going on? That you... <laughs> and in fact, in fact, we're just well. In fact, also, Matt Jones. All I'm gonna say is Matt Jones. He'll look good in Eagle Green. I think yeah, he's going to be pretty, de pretty decent. He had a great senior ball. Yeah. I know that. And understanding what this Eagles team has been doing, especially since, uh, you know, they laid it out with, with Jared Goff. Yeah, they're not taking him at six, though. No, 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 no. They're going to trade back. You think so? Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Here, Get more. 
So we can have more picks for Howie to screw up. It's definitely <laughs> Honestly, they are definitely trading back. Yeah. Definitely. Good morning, Mom. I'm telling you, without I, without a doubt. Morning, Miss Brooks. Aton Jr. has his own fucking account. <laughs> Does he have a Twitter feed yet? I just want to figure out if he's going to be a made man. <laughs> tell you, man. This kid, honestly, I'll tell you. This is The Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. We have a couple of things we need to do this hour. I, I did send John McMullen the link. I'm not sure if he's going to join us today. He joined me today, yesterday on the national show on the weekend here at the network. So I, I don't know if he thought maybe that was his quota. So we'll await to hear from John. Also, Ron has the cut from the Nick Sirianni press conference. We'll play that. Ron has also pulled a new promo. Nice. And I see it labeled Dirty Harry. And I can only imagine where that's going right now. So before we do uh, those why? two things, I, that's the name of the promo. Like every oh promo has, an, has a name for it. Exactly. I, I don't know where it's going with that. But as I mentioned to you guys, we did the gender reveal. And so having a boy and everything. And, and that's fine. You know, it's public tweeter. So uh, I wanted to put it out at least on the show. But I, I have my theory is that this kid is either going to be a complete spitting image of me, which is going to be hell on wheels. I'm that's a problem for society. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. In general. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And look, my wife is is an amazing human being, but she is as stubborn, if not more, as I am. And, and she's very strong willed. And the combination of that and my personality mm. oh, is, boy. Not, is not a good one. So, oh, boy. That's a homeschooled is, kid right there. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can't be. Betterment of everybody else. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> Jesus. As long as he can continue to play sports, I'm fine. <laughs> so it's either going to be that, like a complete spitting image. This kid's going to come out with a microphone in his hand, yelling and screaming and just being a pain in the ass. Betting. Or, yeah, betting, right. It's. We saw on the uh, stream already with a. He's gonna have his own. He's, yeah, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna control all the other kids selling them candy and everything. Yeah. It's, it's, it's gonna be crazy. Chander's son already betting on High Life from the womb. Yeah. <laughs> or he's gonna be the complete opposite. Like he's gonna be a mute, an introvert. You know? Yes, exactly. Like I I see that a lot with parents and kids, where it's either a spitting image mm -hmm. or it's like a. And my wife and I again, we we have similar personality traits, but some are different as well. And I just feel like it's going to be one or the other with this kid, where he's either going to come out and just be a complete pain in the ass on yeah. purpose. Well, which one would way. you prefer? Pain in the ass on purpose because I know how to deal with that. Right, right. That's exactly ones that bother me. That's, that's what I was going to tell me. you if you didn't tell me that. That's the correct answer, Aton, because oh. you know how to deal with yourself. That's exactly right. right. I do not know how to deal with the opposite. <laughs> well, you know, with my kids, I got the opposite, man. Like my, especially my two boys. Like my my oldest son, he's a um, he's he's a sound engineer, so he he played football and and. He was behind um, Alden Smith his you know his first two years of playing football. So he played tight end. Alden Smith played tight end. He played defensive end. Alden Smith played defensive end. Mm -hmm. So my son was like, you know what? I'm going with the books. I, I, I'm going to be a smart kid. So I'm going with the books. So he you know he went and did that. Then my my um, youngest son, he's 22. He was a wrestler. He said only reason he played football because his friends played football. He hated right. football. Really? You know what I mean? Oh yeah, he, he yeah, didn't like football. So, so Howie wouldn't have drafted him. He didn't love football. 
No, he no. that's one of the first tenets in the Howie Roseman that's uh, right. draftology. Yeah, but somebody else like Belichick would have been made him an All Pro because right, 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 footballer. Now, as long as you can play, that's all <laughs> right. that matters. But to be so, fair, you are like your personality, and and Harry can attest to this as well. Is if we're out and about with you, you are your smile. Like you are on TV, you are sure. on the radio. Your smile, and your daughter is a very successful entertainer. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and now she's so got the gift carried right down. Right now, she's got the gift. Now, Asia Sparks, you know, Asia, my Asia, she is unbelievable. I mean, she can rap, she sings, she acts. Right now, she's doing, um, she's doing a couple of um, of shows. You know, they're trying to, you know, they're trying to make now. Uh, she's now trying to produce. She's editing. She, she just loves wow. that. She loves that genre. She just doesn't love the behind the scene things, you know, because. You know, just like mm-hmm. anything else, you know, just like what we have to deal with. She's going through that and she's dealing with that, but she doesn't like that. But she's starting to do things on her own. She's building projects on her own. She's got uh, the performance gene. Right. right. She's got yeah. that undoubtedly. And I didn't even know she had it. I, I can remember we were, we had a party in the backyard and I look over and I see like 12 dudes surrounding my daughter, you know, shaking <laughs> them down, you know, going like this. I'm like, yo, what are y'all bouncing up and down for around my daughter? So I go, what's going on? And I just like I slid over there and I listen and I hear her rapping. And she is flowing. I'm like, yo, who is that? I look, that's my daughter. And to make it so bad, she started cussing. So when she was cussing, when she was rapping, because you, that's what you do. Of course. And she, she stopped like, I said, no, no, keep going, babe. Keep going, babe. <laughs> oh, you ruined her flow, Barrett. I yeah. ruined it. She you was totally ruined that. it. She was done at that. So I went, you know, went and, and, and from that point on, man, just started, you know, investing in it and, and you know, keeping it going, man. But then, you know, I have my, my, my oldest daughter. She's just smart as a whip. She's a nurse. She does hair. I mean, she does everything. She, anything she wants to do and put some mind to, she can do it. So the and my youngest daughter yep. is your daughter, right? And and so that begs the question, I think, for Harry, which is we know who Harry is. We know who his personality is. And we know exactly what. Uh, and let's just use a boy for the purposes of this conversation since I'm having one. But if you were to have a son that would be the, the opposite, like we know mm. what the opposite of me is. Yeah. It's quiet, silent, plotting. But a great poker face. Like, mm. I, I lose. I can't play poker. That's why I bet sports and other stuff and slots. So what's the opposite son for you where now you would have to deal with that? I don't know. I mean, that's a great question. I, I would probably throw it to the uh, to the to Twitch the or to the stream, <laughs> uh, you know, the YouTube stream to tell me what that is because I have no idea. Not the same. Like, we know who you are. So I don't need Joey right. B saying, oh, your kid's going to be the X, Y, yeah. and Z. And it's like, no, we know that. We know right. that Harry. It would have to be the opposite. Well, he would be a teetotaler. This, we know this. Right out of the womb. He would reject all, you know, alcohol, <laughs> drugs, everything like that. He'd be a teetotaler. Straight edge. Okay. Straight right. edge, yes. Yeah. No, um, he'd probably, he would, he'd probably be a monk. <laughs> if he's the opposite of you, he'd be a monk. No, right. but seriously, Harry, he wouldn't be a high sweetheart. That's right. What it right. He would buy into all things authority. Anybody, right. any person in a position of authority, he would buy into whatever oh, no they question. were selling. Yep. Okay, because I don't. Straight laced policeman, you know. Right. That'd be him, man. He'd be he'd be the the greatest uh the, the greatest policeman in the world. He'd probably be a judge, you know. <laughs> Speaking of which, I watched Your Honor. Did you guys catch it? Or I did not. I got no halfway football? through. Okay. Halfway. Got halfway. How do you watch? How do you watch an episode? Yeah, how do you how do you go half? How does that? I, I, I went to sleep, man. I was tired. It's one episode. It but put you, you to sleep. Well, I just finished watching the um. I just finished watching. 
the uh, flyers and 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 that and, put and, you to sleep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm flipping, flipping back and forth between the both of them. Like, I, I get this text from Barrett right now. I'm thinking because Barrett sometimes screws up in sending instead of the text chain with multiple us and Jason too, and yeah. eight, he sends you one like by you know solo. And I get this text. Uh, let's see when did this come through? Well, I got it in the morning because I had my phone off during the night. Moose with the game saving save. Yeah. So he's all flyered up with his boy Moose in, in oh, between yeah. the pipes last night. Man, look at it. We're in too. overtime. We're in overtime, man. We're in overtime, man. And, and 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 first of all, they pissed me off because you know they get up and then all of a sudden they blow the lead again. And I'm like, come on, man. What, what, come on now. So I'm mad now. So we finally make it to our overtime. And then they have a face. They get a face off because yeah. you know that you know they're they're in the the other team's in the penalty. So we you know we're one up on them. So I'm thinking, dog, this is just, the game's going to end right now. Well, right. the face off, they lose it. They go down, and and I mean they a shot moves defends it perfectly. Then they go back down and they score. I mean this happened within that text. It happened like you know. A minute later. Yeah, but I mean, you, you buried the lead. I mean, Faraby had a Hattie last night. I know, I know. He was right there. Yeah. I, so how do you say it? You know, I'm trying to get my my my, my hockey lingo. But you, you say um, he was balling. <laughs> you can't say no, he, no, was, no. he was fucking. <laughs> we don't need to start talking like hockey people. <laughs> yeah, we have enough of that with Jason. Trust right, me. Right, right, yeah, right, 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 right. Get old and and yeah, yeah. But, the fact that we all got those moose with the game-winning save text, I, I feel like was – I feel a lot better now that we were all getting them across the board. Right. But you know what? You know, you know what I should have did? I should have just put Jason. Jason. You know, just to exclude YouTube, I'll just put Jason on it. Right. You know, so, no, it wasn't to you guys. Well, I know. I just, went to bed. It was 3-3 three to three at the end of the third period. I was not sitting up for overtime. I just went to bed. No. Nah. I, I, look, the yeah. bet was already made for me earlier in the first period. So. <laughs> I cash in, I move on, I go to sleep. I don't right. know. You know, I'm watching the Sixers, and I just know they're going to blow that game. I just well, how about that, Jay? You know, they were down 19 in that third right. quarter, right? And so I, I just got, know it. I'm really upset with how that how that played out, just so you know. And I'll tell you that. Oh, coming. you lost? Yeah, I lost. <laughs> it, it killed a three-leg parlay. on The Pacers' money line kills a three-leg wow. parlay. 19 in the third. That was impressive, though. I think the Indiana Pacers are a pretty good ball club. They are a good yeah, team. They it's even worse. It's yeah. not Balance. The bat, you know, we're not talking about the Detroit Pistons here. Right, like right. Forming back against the Detroit Pistons. Yeah, they did it against a good team in Indiana. I just, I was upset. I Look, I don't need them to go 82-0. I know they're not going to go 82-0. So if they're going to lose a game, then I'd like to capitalize it from a financial standpoint. No. And I thought, Without Embiid. Without Embiid, exactly. All right, before we break, though, if we can, because I want to hear this Nick Sirianni cut coming up because – I was getting texts from people around the country. Yeah. I thought maybe it was just us who had this reaction to Nick Sirianni on the stand, but I was getting texts from people around the country, some who have never even stepped foot inside of Philadelphia, and were like, oh, boy. But, Ron, as I'm told by you. I'm the same. Have... I'm about to talk everybody off the ledge. I'm just letting you know. Okay. Well, we, right. before that, we've got a new promo courtesy of Ron Culver. Is that right? Does this need any setup at all, or can we just run it? No, this happened last week. Is okay. That a good enough setup? No setup. All right, so we're doing the promo, not Sirianni. Correct, because we'll have more time to talk about Sirianni when we come back. All right, so here's the promo. The middle. I have odds on whether or not Miley Cyrus will show side boob in the Super Bowl. She's part of the show? She's part of the tailgate show. 
because oh, the weekend is the show. Correct. Right? But there's the tailgate show, which was now bettable. And the only bettable element of the tailgate show is Miley Cyrus, whether you'll see her stomach, her side boob, and what color hair she has. Well, she might not stop there. She might just get totally naked. You think so? I would not put it past her. Well, what happened to the days? What she used to be? She used to be somebody else, man, didn't she? Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. What happened to Hannah Montana? You're, you're like 20 years too she late. She grew man. up. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh, you're right. <laughs> she grew up and got dirty. <laughs> My fault, everybody. My fault. I, 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 I Do you have a problem with that? <laughs> <laughs> she got dirty, Harry. <laughs> Not Dirty Harry, but she got Dirty Comma. Right. Oh, nicely Not done bad. at the end there, Eitan. Like I like it. She got Dirty Comma, Harry. Oh, I, now look, my brother's on the stream, man. Now my brother, right? my brother, the one that's, and he's a Browns fan. Can you believe that? Well, give Browns him a fan. shout. Who is he? We'll put his collar. Or his... Philip, Philip Brooks, man. He's a, we were talking about your honor. Yeah, yeah, that's him. Now he's a brown. He's, he's got a Browns jersey. My brother, man, why is he so oh, long? Yeah. Even when I played four years with the, with the Steelers, he was still a Browns fan. He would still bet against me, his own brother, his flesh and blood. Well, that's a travesty, I right? I like this guy. Yeah, <laughs> great. First off, this is great. He's got a Browns jersey on for the promo. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. he's already in full. This guy stirs here. it up. Oh, he was a uh, no, he was so ornery, man, because he was because he was skinny his whole life up until he got to high school. He was so skinny, man. He was like the opposite of me. He was a skinny dude, and everybody used to pick on him. So I used to have to come and 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 beat up whoever's picking on him because my mom would then pick on me if I didn't beat up who's picking on him. Nice. This dude kept me in trouble. Well, now he's just ornery, man. He gained weight, man, and and, and became just an ornery old man, bro. Yeah. You know, he's two years younger than me. He's just ornery, man. He and just the had... Browns are going up, and the Steelers are coming down. <laughs> and he's, he's loving it, too. Back to root for you don't. All right. <laughs> we don't know what's going on with Nick Sirianni and, and all the reaction that happened following Friday and then again today on the local side here with the radio. So Ron pulled the cut, the cut. From Friday's presser, we'll hit that coming up. We have a lot still to get to. It's Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays, Aton Shander, and Philip Brooks in the house as well. Browns fan extraordinaire, Philip Brooks in the house as well. We're live and local from the Fritz and B and Cooley Studios, phillyvoice.com slash the middle, and Sports Map Radio. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. There's a place on DoorDash called the American Grilled Cheese Company. Have you ever had this before? Grilled cheese? Well, it's like a bunch of different things on the grilled cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I never had it, but I love I love that idea. Yeah. That's a great idea, yeah. Seriously, right? 
There was a bar over near where I lived in Phoenixville. I think it was in Spring Springford. It was called the Railroad House. It's still there. It's a happening place. And they specialized in all these different types of grilled cheeses. Oh, my goodness. Pretty cool. Man, you, you take some thick bacon, thick cut yeah. bacon, put on a grilled cheese sandwich. Oh, yeah. I, uh, you know what's underrated, too, is like a sweet and sour. So if you do like a grilled cheese with bacon and pickles, mm. it's it's an incredible balance. The oh, sweet, yeah. It's, pickles are a really good ba- way to balance the sweet and sour with it. Yeah. I just ordered a lobster mac and cheese. This place looks legit. I just don't mm. think Lobster mac and cheese? Yeah. yeah. I'm That's down easy. seven pounds now in two weeks. That's, That's good work by you. From no vodka. <laughs> How about that. I, went, I, did, I did go to a birthday party on Saturday night, and I did partake in a little vodka, though. You know, oh, so you I broke vodka. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I broke the fast a little bit. But hey, I'm, I'm back on it now. I'm no more. No more. I mean, I'm, I'm not drinking anything, though. Nothing. Oh, not really? even beer. No, yeah. no rum. Nothing. Not even my seven to seven. I had a little brown during the, watching the golf a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, man, I was I was all into sports, man. I, I I've even been YouTubing these uh these players that are gone. That's why I, you know caught a look at Mac Jones. I'm like Bald, Baldy was out in Hawaii at the Hula Bowl. Oh, was he? See, yeah, I want, I want those jobs. <laughs> the Hula. <laughs> Is Aton pregnant? <laughs> Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Got the lobster mac and cheese on the way. But look at Joey B. Look what Joey B wrote to you, Aton. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to run a show right here. Joey B doesn't get my attention every single second. I, I need to pull up props here. <sighs> Unless you're going to do it. Who's going to do it? Who's going to do it? You, Brooks? <laughs> I got 29 props I'm pulling up right here for you. All right, we got that in the Sirianni cut, right? Well, that's what we're going to do right now, yes. I I was just in the process pulling up the 29 props. I'm trying to make it to 40 here. 40 days, 40 props in 40 days. (laughs) And from that point, I'll hit you with everything I got. All right. Now, are are you going to just dive in on all these props as a way of avoiding the side or the total, or are you going to also imbibe in that – for the Super Bowl. No, my friend. See, not everything is this exotic prop mm. where it's, you know, Tyreek Hill ties his shoe with eight to go in the first quarter. A lot of what I'm doing is, and I'll just give you a quick little sample of what I mean. A lot of what I did and played on these props has to do with totals. It has to do with the line itself. Okay. So, for example, I, I just took one where I'll, I'll bring you one that involves the total. So I'm under. I'm under 56 and a half. Okay. That's, besides the Chiefs on the money line, that's the one I feel the most confident. Yeah, that's where I'd go too. I haven't okay. done it yet, but that's where I'd go. I took. Uh, I put a unit on no first quarter touchdown to return at plus 375. I know Ooh. that Tom Brady's teams, no matter who was on that team, from Randy Moss to Julian Edelman, start slow in the Super Bowl. The Chiefs are flying in on Thursday. Yeah, they're coming in like two days, three days before, yeah. 
So I, I'm playing off the total being low. I'm playing that there's not going to be a first quarter touchdown. Here's well, hold, hold on a second, yeah, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. What about the Chiefs coming in on Thursday gives you pause for them in the first quarter of a game Sunday night? I mean, typically these teams don't come in until, you know, Friday afternoon or Saturday morning for a Sunday night game. So why did, why the difference? Not even that. They come in on they come in on Saturday morning for a a a, a Sunday game. Okay. So Saturday morning for a Sunday game. So the only time they go do that if you're an East Coast team, you're flying west or vice versa. Right. That you go in a day early because they found that you know your body doesn't really change with the um the time and it kind of messes you up. Right. So they're saying just go in, don't even give your body a chance to 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 get used to the time difference. Just go out there and just play and then come on back. And this was, is just one hour difference going from central right, time in Kansas right, City to right. Tampa. It's also the latest that we see a team come in your playing the game and granted it's a little different now with the virus where that's what it is yep. out, and, out and about but we still see guys test positive in real life in sports across the board from going out and doing stuff do, so, you, that's, do you think that if Brady, i'm not Brady, but um yeah brady and mahomes test the positive do you think we would know we definitely uh, wouldn't know we're playing this game with our two superstars. Yeah, because this is the last game of the year. Right. Like they're <laughs> not, right. No, they couldn't move the Super Bowl, but they no. could not move the Super Bowl. If that's what you're asking, no. Could they? We've seen this before where guys played, they were positive, and then it came out after. So I don't know how they could spin that, but or an hour before the game, like an hour. What was it? Uh, right. Yeah, an hour before the well, game. Remember, where... Des Bryant got pulled. Des, right yeah. Off the right. Field. Right. But here's another thing, too. Just, just real quick on that prop. The Chiefs. The Chiefs are down all the time. Mm -hmm. Like they're down all the time, and I don't think that the Bucks are going to come out and and go up thirty four to seven after one. I think it's going to be a more matter of six nothing or six three or something like that after one. I just think that there's going to be a Super Bowls normally have slow starts mm -hmm. as sometimes, yeah. yeah. All right, so I'll give it you. It won't a be like that. It won't be like the, the what was it? The Patriots and um and the Rams. It won't be anything like that. I, I can that bad, but that was no. His near historically bad. As I can yeah. buy that reasoning more than I can the fact that they're coming in on Thursday having anything to do with it. That's my only point. Right. Well, I'm just saying that a lot of times you have teams that are comfortable in the Super Bowl. And again, we're not talking I would say week 10 or maybe even the championship that's different, but when you have a week off and you're preparing for the Super Bowl, we see teams get in earlier. So, mm -hmm. just rushing in, but mainly the fact that they're down. Now, again, I'm going under 56 and a half, right? So yeah. what I did is, and this is where you start to build a little bit of a tower. So what I did is I took four props and I played all of them. And it's and I'll start with the highest and, and work down. Chiefs minus five and a half and under 64 and a half total points. That gets me plus 185. Chiefs minus five and a half and under 56 and a half. That's the total right now. That gets me plus 300 back. Chiefs minus three and a half and under 56 and a half plus 270. Chiefs minus three and a half, and this is a stretch, but I love it. Under 48 and a half, Ooh. plus 500 back. Okay. So I still I don't know what the hell you're talking about. So but you like the Chiefs to good. win this game by four to seven points and the total to be under, under, under. Actually, I like the Chiefs to win by six because I played the Chiefs in multiple props as minus five and a half. And okay, okay. So six so to seven. Yeah. Right. So right. basically, Barrett, what, what I did is I took a couple of scenarios and I just like a roulette table where mm -hmm. you have a number and then you build a tower around that number. Yeah, so he's tying number, everything into the total. 
Right, yeah. right, right. Exactly. Right, right. And I'm going right. under. Now, yeah. again, it's, it's a bet and it's a hedge and or it's a bet, part of me. And, and there's no real way to hedge this because I've put so much on the under there. But that's it. Uh, there was one I saw that I'm not ready to pull the trigger on yet, but it's like Chiefs minus nine and a half. Kelsey. Oh, Chiefs minus nine and a half. Kelsey, like eight plus grab, something like that. And Chiefs minus one and a half in the third quarter. So those three scenarios to play out. And you think like the Chiefs are going to be down, right? Aren't the Chiefs? I feel like even when they win games, they're down. So yeah. I, you know, I I don't know because uh, I I think they're gonna be um, that defense. You know, you know Todd Bowles is gonna be smart and he's gonna take he's gonna double team one of the two guys. Either they're gonna double, uh, double team Hill or they're gonna double team Kelsey. I really think they're gonna double team uh, double team the big play guy, and that'll be that'll be Hill, which will leave Kelsey one on one against a linebacker. Or, you know, so I, I, you know, that might be, he might have that many catches, you know, he might have that many catches. All right. We don't, we're going to come back and we're going to come right out of the break with Nick Sirianni because we need more than four minutes to talk about that. We need some time here. This, I'm telling you, the texts I got from around the country were, were not good. We'll do that coming up next. It's the middlephillyvoice.com slash the middle and we're live on Sports Map Radio. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. All right. Tony Bennett is trending. Uh Uh-oh. He didn't die. Happy birthday, Harry Styles. Oh, man. <clears throat> you know, just uh, just thinking towards this weekend. I mean, I, I got screwed my Super Bowl because we um we played the very next week instead of oh, getting that week didn't off. We had that extra week, huh? We had an extra week. Like, we, uh-huh. we went in. We beat um, – after we beat – I mean, we had a long plane ride out to play in Denver, beat Denver, flew right back, and they gave us like, you know, 24 hours to get all our stuff packed and make the arrangements with our families and all that stuff before we went to – flew right back out and flew to Detroit for the Super Bowl. And then it was cold, two foot of snow on the ground. And that stinks you had to go to Detroit for the Super Bowl. It sucks, bro. Seriously. And then really the first Super Bowl I cover is in Minnesota with the Eagles. Yeah. Come on. It's awful. Man. It was freezing there. That's the coldest I've ever been in my life, man. Yeah, I, I can't keep following people who all they do is tweet the shows that are on app opposite of us. I'm out. What do you mean? Just unfollowed somebody because that's all they do every day is, is tweet a show that's on opposite us. Not I, I just I don't need to see that. That's all. No, I don't know really know what you're talking about, but well, I, I mean, it could be any show. It could be a show that's on in Indiana. If it's on at the same time as us, wh- what am I doing? That's all. 
I just follow. I just like put up my ats during the I'm show not- to see if people are talking and want to talk to me. I don't really <laughs> care about what else is going on. Honestly, <laughs> if it's going on outside this show or outside this house, I couldn't care less right now. Right, 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 right. I'm out. I don't need to see any of that. Burks, Delaware, Eastern Chester. We're getting freezing rain right now, and it has been for the last couple of hours. Beyond that, I took the dog at like 2 a.m., and it was still freezing rain. It it hasn't snowed since. What the hell are you doing up at 2 a.m., bro? Dog. (laughs) I fell asleep early. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I wake up and the dog wakes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Okay, so I see from Ron Colbert that we have the cut from Nick Sirianni's presser. Now, we were on during this. We tried to react to body language. We didn't have Barrett nor John McMullen come to the show and give us any insight following which even in overtime so Dayton to- was begging for that Barrett he kept on saying out do you think we'll get John on do you think Barrett will I go Jason and I were like dude they're done they're not well, coming back on, on the show it's crazy man I didn't finish until like 145 see uh-huh, uh-huh. Sure. yeah Crazy. He's not believing you. There's nobody that can verify that right now. Unless you're gonna Oh, you you can. It was on it was on TV. Oh, you're on TV to 140? Okay. Yeah. Why didn't you go straight up till two o'clock? I dude, I I don't know what's going on, man. You know, you know how it is there now. So all I know is man, it was it was it was it was um I didn't have the same I, I just see the same thing that everybody else is seeing. You know, to me, I heard the stuff that I need to hear from a player's point of view mm-hmm. and not from a media point of view. I didn't want to look at it from a media's point of view because I don't pay my coach to be uh, fluent in the gift of gab. Right, right. You know, I don't want him to be great at talking mess and and, and, and saying stuff. I want him to be a coach. So yeah. if I got to sacrifice him being good in front of a mic, hey, I'll take it. Yeah, you but know. he was terrible, and and that's the difference. Is that no? He, he, he all was, right, so I, I all right. Let's talk. hear the cut first. Yeah, yeah let, let's get talk the cut in here. Okay. Next thing that's very important to me is that we build a smart football team. That we have a smart football team here, and I know we have the the people in place to do that. The first part of that, the first part of being smart, is knowing what to do. We're gonna we're gonna know we're gonna have systems in place that are awesome. easier to learn. All right, complicated to the defense or offense that they're going against or the special teams group they're going against, but easy for us to learn. Because when we can put that, because we when we can learn our system and we can get good at our system, then our talent can take over. Less thinking equals talent take over, but we need to have systems in place and we will have systems in place to do so. They had systems in place. Mm. Quarter, everybody got hurt around the quarterback. So the coach and the coaches had to simplify it, and the quarterback got upset. Mm-hmm. We, we Here's my only thing, Barrett, because I know you're waiting to jump in and, and tell me I'm wrong and so many other people are wrong for feeling this way. We can't treat Nick Sirianni like it's coming out of a vacuum. There's history to what he's walking into. Right. The same platitudes and the same stuff he's saying that Lurie and others are soaking up, that's exactly who Doug Peterson was. And he did it. He executed a lot of that. And it still wasn't good enough for small, trivial reasons. 
So when I hear we need a smart football team, we just had reports come out this past season that Carson Wentz was so upset with Doug Peterson that the offense was simplified. That it When was they dumbed it down, he got pissed off. Yeah. But everybody was hurt. You can't ask you can't ask your guy dump truck to run the same stuff Miles Sanders does. <laughs> what it was, let me explain what it is. I I think it's more so like I said, <clears throat> I don't want a guy that's fluent in BS. Don't give me that guy. I mean you know, yeah, either do you want a guy like Belichick that doesn't answer anything, it's like you know, and 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 doesn't say anything, or you want a guy like Bruce Arians who has the gift of gab, who can, mm-hmm. who you know, who can, who can, who can sell, you know, uh, sand, you know, to somebody out in the desert. You know, you right, don't want right. a guy like that either. You want a guy that's a coach. And the things that I heard from a coaching standpoint, I mean, that that's what I wanted to hear. Now I understand what he was talking. He was saying that you know we want a smart football team, and and we're gonna make sure you know it's a simple system. I mean, it's a kiss. We call it kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Stupid. Yeah. You know that's that's what kiss means. You know, the quarterback so you, that you're trying to fix is gonna turn around and say, I don't want to keep it stupid. But see, that's the that's it right. That's it in a nutshell. He said that that quarterback needs to get on board. That quarterback needs to, all right, understand that he is not God's gift to the world. He's going to he have to compete. Player. Yes. He's going to have a competition, apparently. Okay. So this you is the nugget that? you guys. Yeah, I do. Nugget. Yeah. This is the nugget you guys need to hear and listen to when you listen to that press conference again. He said this. He said, I need to start a connection, a start a connection. If I can show a player that I can make him better, that connection will be started, and then that player will trust me. Okay, that's what you should have heard. Yeah, that's All what right. you want from a player. Then, because if it, if your player knows that you can make him better, and he starts trusting you, then that's when the connection starts. That's when you'll see a better Carson Wentz when he trusts the guy that's coaching him. Carson Wentz, but see the press conference and the conversation right down to the verbiage that was used by the head coach was speaking directly to Carson Wentz because the previous coach, gentlemen, the previous coach had that relationship. The previous coach had trust in guys on both sides of the football, from the kicker to the middle linebacker, when they were down in a game or they were down in the season. and everybody Absolutely. Did, they, they rallied back. It didn't matter who the quarterback or anybody was. That's what I'm saying is, this guy is coming into a situation where that already existed with the other coach. And it frustrates me that now it's looked at like, oh, Sirianni's got this great plan. The other guy who just got fired had that plan. No, no, no but yeah. you got to look at it from this this, this, this standpoint. And I'm, and I'm sorry, Harry, for jumping in. I know. But, I know. Sorry, Harry. Um, All right. This is what you're looking at. It wasn't necessarily uh, Doug that that really crumpled that relationship at the beginning of the season. I think they were all in at the beginning of the season. Doug um, Carson and Doug were cool at the beginning of the season. It wasn't them. It was more so what happened in April, where they drafted a second round quarterback, and he just didn't like it. Carson didn't like it. So from that point on, he didn't care what anybody else was thinking. He felt disrespected. So in turn, he did not want to hear anything anybody else was saying about just, his game. Exactly. Yeah. He had just he had just went through that with his backup quarterback in Foles, where now he goes to work on Sundays and sees a picture of that head coach and 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 his backup, uh, you know, drawing up plays right there yeah. at where he's going to work at. Yeah. He's just all screwed up in the aspect that it seems like he wants all the shine, 
but it's going to different places because he hasn't necessarily been there to to to, to keep that shine going. Yeah. Nick this guy, this guy definitely didn't win the press conference. Let's right. put it. Well, but he didn't we, do that. No, no. But we've seen it in the past that that really doesn't matter. Okay. Exactly. I, I got from his cut there that what he's trying to tell me is that he's going to have a simple plan where guys can just react and be athletes and go, you know, they don't have to be no, no, total, no. totally overwhelmed with, you know, jargon and, like and all this. yeah, exactly. So that's oh. what I took from it. Could he be better at telling me? Absolutely. He's horrible. Yes. yes. I mean, when I was reading the quotes to you guys on Friday about the five, uh, what I five branches of his winning tree. I was having trouble reading it because it was so simplistic. It was like a third grader. Right. So I was stumbling over my words because they were his words. Like <laughs> it was, it's weird the way he speaks. Well, you know, it, it, it's right. one of those things where you have to, you have to put it in layman's terms. Like when you said, when he said that, this is what I got when he said that I said, all right, he had to make it simple. So, I've been with coaches where we ran the same play five different ways. It was the same play. We ran it five different ways. And you cannot stop that play because we won't allow you to stop that play because we run it so much that no matter what, we're going to find a way to run those plays. And I had the most success with those guys. That's what I did in offense. Right. When I won the Super Bowl, we had this simple – that's where I got kissed from. Keep it simple, stupid. We ran the same plays – out of same, um, out, of, out of different formations, and you just have to pick the form. We'd run bunch of left, bunch of right. Was it Haley, huh? Who was the OC? Was it Haley? Bruce Arians. Oh, Arians, that's right. Yeah, yeah, Bruce Arians. We kept it so. It was so simple. I mean, it was almost too simple when we ran it because we ran the same play so many different plays, and that's what you want. You can run a play so many uh, in so many uh, ways in which it's the same play that you can't stop it. We're going to run exact. We'll tell you what we're about to run, and we'll still run it. That's what we mm-hmm. would do. Can I ask a quick question though? And and I put this out on Twitter at Shander Show again at Harry Mays to you at B seven two NBCS and live on the middlefillyvoice.com slash the middle sports map radio fourteen ninety AM sports betting radio in Atlantic City and all live and local from the Fritz and B and Cooley Studios. So I put a tweet out, and I'm just going to read it to you because I wonder if there is an answer to this. Who is a successful coach, winner, or makes it deep in the playoffs that doesn't, quote, win any press conferences? Not a mute like Belichick or angry at times like Pop, but someone who looks like, well, an idiot in front of the media. Now, our buddy Chip Readerson (laughs) responds immediately with Doug. Right, a photo, of a picture of Doug. Right, a gif of Doug Peterson. Now, Doug Peterson was fired. That has to be part of the conversation, but he was a Super Bowl winning head coach who infuriated a lot of people in the media because, Mm -hmm. but at at the same time, he didn't look ill-prepared like an idiot. He looked like Michael Scott leaving a meeting in the office where it's like, hey, we're going to downsize the branch. Don't tell anybody. And he walks out in front of a camera and says, they're going to downsize the branch. Like that's who Doug Peterson is. He looks like somebody who just doesn't, uh, he doesn't know how to keep a secret. Right. Right. (laughs) But I don't know. Maybe is that an answer? Because here's the thing. Like you guys say, well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And yes, you can win without being savvy, but can you be an idiot or perceived as an idiot in front of the camera and still be successful? Do we have those types of coaches in any sport? Is there some college coach who looks like a bumbling idiot like Jim Tom Sula was in his introductory press conference, mumbling through it, that has won successfully. 
I, I mean, Doug was the only Doug. one that I know. Yeah, Doug yeah. was. I mean, at that point, that's all you can see is Doug. Um, you had old crazy eyes with the Jets, but he was a little more. Yeah, he was a little more prepared when he was with the well, Jets. Dunk. Yeah, he was terrible. A guy who, yeah. who's winning, a guy who's successful. You yeah. got a lot of idiots who stink. Don't get me wrong. Well, you know who was who sounded like an idiot when he first got there? Um, Seattle's coach. Pete Carroll? Pete Carroll? Pete Carroll. Yeah, he sounded like an idiot when he first got there. Mm. Nobody really knew what the hell he was trying to do until yeah, but he I mean, started he had, winning. He had extreme success in college, and he had right. been a pro coach in a couple of different places way back in the 90s. I mean, he had a long resume. Oh, yeah, he's on the And he then had here. success. Yeah, yeah, he was over, he was over uh, I think, with the Giants or something. But I'm saying Pete Carroll, when he, was, when he first got the uh, Seattle job, tried to talk to people like they were uh, a college football college team. College players, yeah. And they're looking like – what? Yeah, can't do that. He yeah. had that rah rah enthusiasm. Right, right, thing. right, yeah. right. Sound like crazy, you know. So they, I don't, I don't, I haven't seen, um, I haven't seen anybody like Doug, that's that's been just totally unfluent in in, in his uh, uh, approach to press conferences, and he didn't get better, mm. but he knew how to win. He didn't get I, better. There's one thing that we do have to address with that. We'll do that in the break and then wrap the hour as well. Top of the hour, there was sad news across not just Philadelphia, but college sports. I don't know how anybody who has ever paid attention to any monumental historic moment or just the game itself of college basketball and hasn't come across John Chaney. We have a Temple alum right here in Harry Mays. So we'll do our best to eulogize it the middle way, the middle fashion. <laughs> But also, John McMullen might join us. I'm not sure. Oh, my, he might. Oh, we haven't heard back yet. So maybe I'll send oh, it boy. next. Oh, well, see, look at my brother, man. My brother said, uh, you know, Cleveland had a bunch of coaches come in and win the press conference and went one of 31. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, but the point of it is it's the opposite. Right, I right, get, right. I get it. Like Rex Ryan can win a press conference and go six and ten. But how many opposite scenarios do we have? How many scenarios do we have where idiots or perceived idiots are out there holding court at a press conference and everybody's like, this guy should be wearing Velcro, like doesn't even know how to tie shoes. And yet he goes out there and leads a team to the playoffs or a Super Bowl or an NBA championship, whatever. All right, we'll wrap the hour coming up next. It's the middle. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. Man, the whole the, the grilled cheese place is closed. Man, that, oh, jeez. I killed my whole day. Now, I sent McMullen a text. Okay. I said, Aton is attempting to get you on the show today. 1240? Question mark. Okay. All right. I mean, is it, did he not respond to you? Is he, is he I pulling? I just sent him a text. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't send All him. All right. All right. I didn't send him a text. I apologize. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just trying to find, uh, you know, I, I had some heavy tips on a day like today. Like, I'll place an order on DoorDash, and I'll throw, a, you know, like a triple unit tip. Triple out. unit? Well, not not a betting unit. I'm saying, like, what I'd normally tip, I would triple that. on a yeah. McMullen's good for 1240 Yeah. Right. See? Boom. Right. Ask and you will receive, huh? 
I really wanted something like, uh, you know, breakfast or something. Oh, you well, want guys, McMullen to bring you breakfast? Nah, I mean, I'm good with that. I'm just saying. <clears throat> well, at this point, man, I, I just. That's open. Cause... Is everything closed over there? That's tough, man. It's, this is a tough sell over here. I had um, I had Walmart deliver some groceries that I didn't think they were going to. I ordered them last night. They were supposed to come last night, but they didn't come. So it came early this morning. See, now that's where my kid would work. He'd work at Walmart because I've never been to a Walmart. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So I'm, I'm, I haven't shoveled yet. So I, uh, so I, when I, when I figured they were outside, I said, look, hey, don't come up the stairs. Just drop them off right there. I'll go up the stairs and get us. I don't want any lawsuits or anything. Right. So I'll go do it myself. So after I finish this show, I'm going to go. Shovel some snow. I don't, I don't know how much you guys got over there. I we only got like three and a half so far. We got yeah. like five. We got like five, four and I a half. Five. You got her. You got the same as me. I'd say about no, no more than four. See, we were yeah. supposed to get crushed here because it was supposed to hover right here, um, right along the coast. Uh, mm -hmm. Because you know, because it's, it's supposed to be you know pushed back onto land, and they couldn't go back out to sea. So we're supposed to sit here and just you know just snow up, but it, it we, I mean, we didn't get big. I'm pissed off because I took out my uh my my, my snow blower and everything. Yeah, I'm ready to rock. Snow blower cranking, cranking. Uh oh, this is now the fourth place I'm trying. Bunch of grilled cheese spots. So Jeff Brood, where you at? He said it's sleeting where they are. You're listening to The Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. I'm curious. You guys both said you, and I think Barrett said that, agree or believe? I don't believe. Nick Sirianni. I don't believe Nick Sirianni has the power to come into this organization and bench a quarterback at the start of the season because Jalen Hurts plays a little better than him in the preseason. After we were told that so much of this is about fixing Carson Wentz, wouldn't that be giving up on Carson Wentz pretty fast? And does Nick Sirianni, you believe, really have the power to make that decision? I don't. That's, that's not cash. He don't have that cash yet. But I will tell you this, um, you know, just looking at it, I, I don't think Carson is not unfixable. I think he is fixable. So I still think he's the best quarterback on this squad, even though Jalen Hurst has shown the ability to go out there and play very well, uh, especially in situations where, you know, he can run around and make plays. But, yeah, but he said it's an open competition. And that's and Harry jumped in. Well, I, I, I no, he said no, he said he said the entire team is an open competition. Okay, but that includes paid. the quarterback. That's right. what I said too. That's yeah. what I said too. Because that's the only where that's the only place where I, I didn't like what he said. I didn't like that he said he hadn't thought about who the starting quarterback um is gonna be because you know he said he was basically still looking for his coaching staff. So I didn't think of it was a it was a lie, but I you know, you have thought he about sidestepped it. it a little bit. Yeah, he sidestepped yeah. it a little bit, you know. But you know, you're right. I mean, he has to get his coaching staff here before he starts evaluating the players i understand that i'm just saying i i don't i mean harry what what in your mind uh, makes you think that this is a a doable thing to bench carson to start the season if he played that poorly or well, all i'm saying if, if carson looks like he did 
you know, throughout the first 10, 11 weeks of the season in training camp and Jalen Hurts, you know, is out there making plays. What else are you going to do? You have to do it. You, just like you hate to do it. To, we hate to do it to you, Carson. Yeah. I mean, if you're not learning. Nick Sirianni? Come no, on. No, it'll be Carson. Carson will be making the call for us. He made the call last year, and the coach who did it got fired because of it. I know, but I'm just saying, Carson, Carson at this point, the, the ball's in Carson's court. No, I'll tell you what. And why. he's in charge. Are of you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. All right, here's the thing. You guys are acting, and maybe not you guys, but Barrett, we, we can't act like last year didn't happen. Right, Carson exactly. So bad that he was the reason why he got benched, and the coach who benched him as a result of Carson making that call, as you say, is going to be the reason why this year was was him getting fired. Right, right, so right. Was, so I I just don't I don't think I think Siri I think and here's another thing I think Carson Wentz is unbenchable to start the season because what are you going to do at that point? You can't trade no, him. He's not unbenchable. That's what I'm saying. He's not Carson can bench himself. By the way he plays, the only well, way Carson gets right is if he fixes himself by understanding that he, he has to play better in order for him to play. That's that's it. Well, did this trade that happened this weekend make you think that it's more plausible that Carson could be moved or less? Yes, more, more, and even uh, more. I don't know, even more. That's a here's what I looked at it as. That's a ceiling. So that's where you would start if I'm the Philadelphia Eagles or technically another team trying to deal with the Philadelphia Eagles, I would look at that and start to negotiate down. Yes. No two two firsts and a third. Right. And, and, and a quarterback. Third. And a quarterback. Yes. A and starting a quarterback. quarterback. Yes. Which helped mitigate what you give up. Although, to be fair, for the Philadelphia Eagles, what are you going to get back? You do have Jalen Hurts there. Getting somebody like Jared Goff back wouldn't do you any good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think Carson would be the Jared Goff in this trade. But I can see something like this. Like I if you're trying like to get Deshaun Watson, you got to give up Carson and a couple of picks to get Deshaun right. Watson. It's not the right. other way around. Exactly. Exactly. We'll be giving up everything. Right. But what I'm saying is, what if we did something like, you know, what if what if Houston they go ahead and move their quarterback, and then Houston comes to us and says, all right, we will give you, we will give you a first, two seconds, and. Uh, a, a player like, you know, let's get 99 here. I, I would take that in a New York minute to bring in a player of that caliber, you know, not just a quarterback, but maybe a, a or, or or maybe go to Seattle, say Seattle, um, you know, like a Bobby Wagner type of uh, linebacker. Or, you know, we get a, a, a good defensive player or a good player besides a quarterback because we don't I don't want another quarterback I want a a, a player that's established a player that's you know. anybody for Carson Wentz man yeah this, this guy he was he was you said it himself he was so bad last year I don't right. think he's getting traded well here's the thing in, in, we talked it's about not the money players. though it's not the money though that's what I'm saying I'm just saying it's not the money that is that is you know determining think, whether we're going to trade him or not I, I don't think he's a great pull for a team that's looking for a quarterback. I mean, maybe a stopgap, but are you going to spend that much on a stopgap? And here's another thing, too, we have to factor in. 
when you talk about what happened with Matt Stafford and Carson Wentz being a ceiling, how about that being a floor? If I'm trading, if I'm going to get something back for Deshaun Watson, I'm going to start out if I'm Houston at the very least, like before I even take a step in negotiating, I'm saying, what's our baseline? Yeah. That's Stafford's deal. That's yeah, you the- yeah, you talk about 33-year-old as opposed to a 25. Right, and the 25-year-olds played in the playoffs. Yes. And That's we're talking about 12 years as opposed to four years, five years. Mm-hmm. I think it's le- – I honestly, I think it's harder for both guys to get traded now. I yeah, think I, do, I do too. Yeah. Well, you see that, Jeff Bruder? I mean, that, that's almost a pretty good analogy right now. Golf is greater than Wentz. That's – I mean, that's what you got to look at. They both I, got I, – I don't, I don't necessarily know if I agree with that, Jeff. They both got benched, and Jared Goff got benched in a playoff game. Or yeah, but he was also hurt. He he maintains throughout both. If you look at how that played out, he was the guy telling the team, I'm ready, I'm ready. And then even after that, they went to him. And then they had no choice to play him after. And they put it on him at the end about turnovers. So I'm just saying, it's not like Goff is still this great quarterback that no. will lead a team to the Super Bowl. He got benched in a playoff setting. Yeah. He was... That's the thing about the broken thumb, though. It's it, it wasn't like, oh, I have a broken thumb. I can't play. He was up. Well, up to, but in. but this one I'm trying to tell you, though. He actually didn't play all that poorly in Green Bay. Right, right. No, he didn't. Yeah. But, he, but, but the point of it is that McVay used – just look at how everything was laid out and reported. It was a convenient excuse for McVay to use to sit Goff. At the same time, Goff was pushing – for days, I'm healthy. I'm good. I'm ready to go. He was up. He was dressed in a, in a backup capacity. So we can't keep coming back and saying, oh, he had a broken thumb. He had a broken thumb. If he had a broken thumb, then they would have Matt Pryor his ass. Or not Matt Pryor. What was the dude's name that Barrett hates for missing that game with a thumb injury or a finger that's, injury? Uh, that's, uh, that's uh, uh, um, Herbig. Nate Herbig. Nate Herbig. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I'm saying this. Carson is not. Carson played horribly this year. And that was more of a uh, um, that was more of him being stubborn, and 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 not playing within the system. If he goes back and plays within the system, Carson is a damn good quarterback. What, what did Seth? Was what was Seth's take on the on the coach? On on on, 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 on uh, the new coach? Yeah, yeah we're coming back just so you know. is a Gao Media property in partnership with Jacob Media. And you, my friend, are caught in the middle. The middle starts now on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, well, it's no secret here if you and I all three of us have this conversation about my thoughts and feelings on local radio with phone calls. We have the free phone Friday every now and again, but I think for the most part, people know that I'm not pro by any means. But Sunday was a perfect prime example of why callers and people locally, especially local to a story or to a personality who has passed, are vital, in which I was able to hear 
from Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday as I come back, because I was away on Friday and we had the news about John Chaney passing. So many people, from people that played under him randomly calling up a radio show to, to guests, to people who have gone to Temple, a part of Temple like Harry. And it's not just here. It's not just Philadelphia, as, as Harry will fill in with plenty of details in a sec. John Chaney was legendary. Oh, yeah legendary in sports and in life and all the people that he reached and helped. I, I don't even know if I can even begin to do it justice. The impact that he had on sports and people, Harry. No, I mean, he was, uh, he was the genuine article, man. They, they, there's, they broke the mold when they made John Chaney and you know the amount of lives that he has touched, uh, you know, both through basketball and off the court of basketball, you know, guys that have gone on to, you know, provide for their families where they otherwise may not have even gotten an opportunity to, you know, to get a college degree, all that kind of stuff. He is just, I mean, he is affected so much, you know, positively, but it's just a, just an unbelievable uh, guy and a great coach, a fantastic coach, did it his way, um, you know, started out at uh, Cheney State I and mean, he was coaching high school then he would coach Cheney State won a national championship there then he got his opportunity until it was he was 50 years old when he took over at Temple not a young guy and you know went to a, you know what five elite eights you know got the basically got to the tournament basically every year whether it was the NCAA or the NIT I think there was one year where he didn't play in a postseason tournament that's that's incredible uh, really incredible but uh, we'll, we'll talk a little more about this coming up also yeah. busy second hour mcmullen and more attention gun owners in the philadelphia region sign up now with our nra instructor bob dooley who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class which is being held at delaware valley sports center in philadelphia for information drop an email to info at delaware valley sports that's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. It is amazing, too, that of all things, and rightfully so, because it, it just shows you how great and just grand uh, and wide-ranged and heated of a personality that, that he has, but it's just amazing, like, the catalog of moments or mm. impact memories that people have of John Cheney will stretch across from bringing a kid in and still maintaining with his with him, his family and, and helping him and allowing him to continue to use the facilities after he's left. And, and so many things, as you mentioned, to like keep somebody alive, yeah. you know, finding help for him, finding work for him, finding people that can help him. To, I'll kill you. Yeah, I'll right. Kill you. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and that was him standing up for his guys too, to right. the extreme. I mean, that's who he was. Right. You know, get down in, kick your ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Incredible, <laughs> man. That is I mean, anybody who talked to you know, I mean, I talked to Robbie, man. Robbie always talked about him. I mean, mm -hmm. always talked about him. You know, I mean, that's yeah. what that's one thing about you, Temple guys, man. You guys always had positive great things to say about yeah. chain well well you had things that not always positive they yeah. get on you sometimes but you know he was always a guy that you guys um had a lot of memories about you know good bad and indifferent and i was there during the heyday i mean i was there 87 88 89 which is wow. when you had mark macon and they were number yeah. one in the country and lost to duke and then in north to north carolina uh, in the elite eights, you know, when I was there and it was, it was unbelievable, but I spent two and a half hours with him in his office 
when I my first year at Temple when I was wow. doing a paper uh, on Prop Forty Eight. Wow! And, you know, I just you know scheduled a meeting with him. You know, here he is, John Shaney, the number one team in the country. Not here's dopey old Harry Mays, who nobody knows. You know, gets gets two and a half hours in his office, and he I had to leave. Like he didn't throw me out. I basically just had to go, or I could have yeah. stayed there probably for another hour or two hours. You know, to listening to stories and watching him, you know, break down film of North Carolina. It was, am- it was amazing. Wow. That is, that yeah. is crazy, man. Really? And he gave yeah. you that time. I mean, oh, yeah. no more team in the country and he gave it to a guy, you know, a, yeah. a freshman. Wow. And when I, when I left, you know, the, his, his assistant said, what paper are you with? And I was leaving. I go, I'm not with a paper. I'm a student here at the school. Wow. <laughs> I thought I was a reporter. Uh, you got a future <laughs> in this business. <laughs> This is The Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Harry just told a really cool story in the break about interviewing John Chaney for two hours when you were still a student. This is way back, late 80s. Yeah, 88. And just imagine the moment where you mm-hmm. get in and you get to sit and chat with him, and then it's two hours later. And you're you're the one who is initiating the end of the conversation, it's right? Because I had to go. Right. He didn't call in Nehemiah Ingram. No. And say, Get this guy out of here. Right. Right. He didn't have a text <laughs> message, you know, like to bail me. Hey, you know, if I'm in here for two hours with this dope, make sure you send me a text that I got to leave. You know, there was nothing like that. But yeah. that was like your first big. You you weren't even technically media. But no, that was like your first big media moment. It was right. Yeah, one it was. on one media moment. Mm-hmm. Now, in, in, in a stark contrast, ready for this one, Barrett? Stark contrast to my first Temple media moment, where following a winless season, I had to go down to poor Al Groh's office and sit there with a the microphone and have him record liners for the Dan Schwartzman and John Moses show up on ESPN <laughs> 920 in Atlantic or in Princeton, New Jersey. Princeton, yeah. Yeah. And this wow. guy has been beaten down. I'll give, I'll give, I'll give uh, him credit. You know, it, it wasn't, um, no, it wasn't Grow. I'm sorry. Who am I talking about? It was, uh, it went Ron to, Golden? No, yeah, Golden, oh, Golden. Jeez. Golden, yeah. Al Golden, yeah. yeah. Al Golden, yeah. Al Golden, yeah. And, you know, I, I give him credit because he could have bailed on the radio show. He, he was on Gro's staff at Virginia, so that's Correct. probably where you got it screwed I, up. I, yeah. I apologize for the mess yeah. up, but uh, and look, he was a great dude. He was really nice. Oh, he's on, you know. But I, I'm just thinking, your first major media moment at that university, mm-hmm. and you get to sit down with a living, breathing at the time still, yeah, living, breathing legend. Forget about what he's become right now. And I'm thinking, wow, you know, that's that that sums it up about yeah. right. Mays Cheney, Shander yeah. Golden. Yeah, because he was very he was very you know topical in in media then because of the Prop Forty Eight and his stance right. along on it with along with John Thompson and then of course because he was having success on the basketball court too so he was a he was a big star back then. Well, there was a lot of guys that got affected by that Prop Forty Eight man. I mean, yeah, you know this is that was huge back then. You know, I can remember mm-hmm. when, you know I was trying to get to college at the time, man, and I uh, <laughs> I took the uh, ACT and SAT because. I didn't think I was going to college. I mean, I'm like, 
I only I can go I, um, if I get a scholarship is, is through football. I don't want to play football. I want to play basketball. And right. I had nothing but D2 schools, and they weren't giving any money. I'm like, man, I'm not going to college then. So my, I remember my parents all pissed off because they had to pay 100 bucks for the ACT and 100 bucks for the um, SAT to get my scores back early uh, enough that I could sign on signing day. You know, I had right. five teams there, and they, my score was supposed to be there at 1 o'clock. Well, they didn't get to the 3 o'clock. So there was between um, Northern Illinois and Kansas State that were still sitting there mm-hmm. at Kansas State. I mean, I had a chance to go anywhere I wanted to go, too. Wow. Well, it's a good thing you didn't play hoops at Kansas State because I started <laughs> a text about Baylor, K-State last oh, week. Oh, man. My goodness. You didn't hate to do it to me either. You just did no, it. No, no, no. I, I, I understand it. You know, and what I say, you better fade Kansas State every time. Yeah. That's fine. I'm, I'm willing to do that. I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking forward now after I got burned on that Sixers-Pacers game yesterday. I'm looking to get back and, and see how long the Sixers can keep this thing going. I mean, there, there could be money made. What are you talking about crazy. keep this going, man? Why do you keep saying it like, you know, this, is, this isn't this um, is who they are? I mean, why do why, why do people think that this is not Tobias Harris? This well, is this, this is him. Straight. And, and I'm saying keep it going. Like, if I bet them, then I'll take money line bets and hopefully they can keep winning games. Three mm-hmm. in a row, four in a row, five in a row. You know, I could – I could definitely do something off of that. No, it's all betting terms. I was thinking about the team itself being a team that can compete now in the East. Well, sure. I mean, they're ahead in the East. <laughs> they're in Charlotte on Wednesday. I think I they thought it was their fourth straight game. It was impressive last night for many reasons, but one of the reasons, too, that might not be talked about is Green and Curry were not three-point shooters last no, night. They, they no, were not, in, in other words, like that did not help them win the game. They won the no. game in spite of that. Right. No question, you yeah. know. I mean, you look at Korkmaz comes out in the in the fourth fourth quarter, just yeah, you know, and 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 starts doing the little things defensively, also the little things to make things happen, man. I tell you, you know? that Fiebel can defend, man. Oh, yeah, they have a really good balance. Yeah, you know, a really good balance, especially on the perimeter, and yep. depending on what lineup you have out there with Simmons and Thibel, you can lock or at least frustrate some really good players on the. That's why Brooklyn. Somebody's going to get theirs. I get it. Somebody of the big three is going to get theirs, and it's going to be Durant. I, I think more so than not, we'll see in the playoffs. But I'm okay if they fire and some sort of heavy defensive lineup against Brooklyn. I think the reality is, is that they'll slow down Brooklyn more than Brooklyn's lack of D will do anything against Embiid. Brooklyn yeah. gives up 130 a game. I'm telling you, it's that is crazy. We had Mo Daculon, yeah, Mo out west, and and he said the same thing. He warned the same thing, which is, yep, you put Harden out there, but they're already a bad defensive team. Like even before guys Jared Allen and others that left, they weren't a great defensive team. Right now, they become a horrific defensive team. <laughs> Nobody's going to play defense. That, I don't think they pass half court to play. Their, their games are like the old NBA, one forty nine to one forty six. You know they were playing a different game back then. It's, yeah, no, no, no. it almost seems like the Globetrotters, you know, and and, and it wasn't the Washington Generals or something like yeah. that. That's how those games are. <laughs> I just don't know how you get outscored thirty seven to fifteen in the fourth quarter when you're up by nineteen at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, you yeah. know what? Uh, that was another thing. thing to win. Right. Howard, man, Howard's starting to play more responsible yeah. now defensively. You yeah. know, Thibault's out there balling, you know, defensively with Ben. You know, we could shut – we could honestly shut every, you know, every part of, of, of a team, you know, from, from the from the guard position, the forward position, now the center position. I mean, that's what you – that's what wins championships. That's what wins championships. Yeah, but this is now a, a consistent – 
it's a consistency out of Tobias Harris is something that we never would have seen under Brett Brown. Right. Never. Yeah. Well, never. that's another thing too, is, is just the, the difference of a coach that knows him. And I mean, you know, the NBA there's, how often do you see a coach come in with a new offense, right? Like a new scheme that doesn't happen often. Mm-hmm. It, can, can somebody connect? Can mm-hmm. somebody love on them? Doc, look, Doc has a ton of cachet with guys, especially as a guy already coached. So, I, I, yeah, I think you're right. I think Tobias Harris feels just less pressure on him. And, oh, he's getting paid so much money. Pressure, come on. I, I get all that. that somebody's salivating, waiting to jump in with that nonsense. But the reality is, is that Tobias Harris now has an advocate in a coach. Mm-hmm. And to your point, Harry, I don't think he had one last year. And I think it was more of a struggle for the two of them to not to say they didn't like each other and like that. I just think it was more of a struggle for what Brett Brown wanted to do and what Tobias Harris wanted to do. And now it's kind of like they're asking Tobias Harris to do what people wanted Ben Simmons to do for so long and just pick up the slack. Well, if you get somebody who can shoot and score like Tobias, picking up the slack means you, you should get. 15 to 18 looks tonight. Yeah. yeah. No question. And, and, and you're right about that because Brett Brown and his ability to, to really talk to Tobias Harris and even Embiid, you know, I think Embiid was kind of a little ticked off because the relationship that Ben had, he felt as though Ben was more coddled with Brown because Brown knew his pops. Yeah. Brown and his pops were cool. And that's the reason why he was able to get to Philly and all this, you know. So since that relationship and dynamic has been gone, you don't hear a lot of the squabbling between the two, the two of them now. So, At E. Clark 1 tweets, Charlie Manuel, a guy who never won a press conference, a guy who never sounded like he was in command of anything. Well, was but was that more on us not understanding that there is somebody who speaks and sounds? Yeah, I think that was more on us because Charlie knew a hell of a lot about baseball. He just had a folksy you know, way an old time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he, he, I mean, he's a baseball savant. He was a hitting savant, uh, you know, as far as his knowledge of the game, he just, just the way he spoke to us in that country folksy way made him seem not intelligent. Right. And that's the thing. Look, that's exactly what it is because sometimes, you know, you find that down South that, um, just because that twang that they have, that that you know, that southern draw, right. almost makes you sound as though you're unintelligent. So, right. you know, they would think he's just a dope. When in all actual, all actuality, he could get along with anybody. He was that. He was a guy that they trusted. He was a guy that was able to pull out the best from his players, mm-hmm. especially from a hitting standpoint, which allowed you know those young guys that they had to really uh, to really start being stars. And, all right, we got to give Angry Al credit. He's claiming he said uh, Charlie Manuel 30 minutes ago, Aton, and you did not see it. So before no, he I, blows I a gasket, can we give him credit? That's fine. That's fine. I wasn't. I'm clearly. I'm not looking at the what's going on on the comments today. Oh, there's a lot going on. Just like my boy Joey B. Yeah, SoCal has the worst taxes in the world. In fact, the NFL kind of uh, messed up a lot of players because when you go play, uh, it's an NFL football player. In California, you got to pay their taxes as if you are a, a person that lives there. But it's kind of screwing them now because you pay all those taxes for playing there. But then once you know, once you know you, you retire, you can also file workman's comp from there because you played there and they 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 tax you like you're a resident. So yeah, I, I'm I'm sure that golf is glad to get out of California because yeah, I mean 
the taxes there are so bad, you don't get any bang for your buck. You're in, a, you're in that tax unless you're in Florida or Texas. You're making that much money, man. It's it's not going to balance out living in Detroit. No, no. Even here in yeah. Philly, Matthew Even Stafford's Philly. wife is happy to be going Absolutely to Southern yeah. California. <laughs> now, be shopping Rodeo Drive, man. Come <laughs> uh, out, and I guess this is a thing. Did you did you realize that this is a thing now? What's that? Evan Massey, not Evan Macy. Who is the sports editor for Philly Voice? Philly Voice, yeah.com slash the middle. Evan Massey at Massey underscore Evan. 49ers still looking to make a move at quarterback. Hmm. Kirk Cousins, I'm told, is a name to keep an eye on. Wow. Vikings are open to dealing. San Fran will push hard to acquire him. Ties with Shanahan. Shanahan, yeah. It's an intriguing potential fit. From back with the the Redskins, yeah. Yes, and the 49ers would rather seek out. You talk about a contract. Wow. They would rather seek out Kirk Cousins than Carson Wentz. And you think, Barrett Brooks, you think, Mr. Brooks, you think that you're going to get Bobby Wagner back in a deal? (laughs) You like that. Kirk Cousins could be the next guy on the move. Wow. wow. That would be crazy. And his name hasn't even been brought up, and he might get traded. That's I see right. he's trending on Twitter, so that and must I be why. Right. I right. It. Now, the number two. Tra- I heard Joy G going running. back to um, I heard Joy G going back to, to the Patriots is also something that uh, they're wow. trying to. Yeah. Wow. Well, I, I saw something about Stafford. Jimmy, re- Jimmy. That was the one team he didn't yeah. want to get traded to, New England, because Matt Patricia is back on the staff and apparently right. like Matt Patricia. Right, right, right. Hey, right. I can't blame him. I don't think anybody liked Matt Patricia. <laughs> except yeah. Belichick. Yeah. Yeah, except Belichick. But it's kind of just like, all right, I can let him do his thing and not worry about him. I don't have to talk to him or anything. I probably, right. probably doesn't even talk to him during the week. Well, what if <laughs> Jimmy what if Jimmy goes there? There's no chance that Carson could go, man. They run the same offense. Carson ain't going anywhere, man. Hold on a second. The only reason why <laughs> Jimmy G would go somewhere is if they made a trade. And now everything is indicating, including our old boss, Matt Nahagian, who's out at 95 7 in San Denver, Fran. Yeah. San Fran. Oh, God, God, God. So oh, he's got to be going crazy. I'll read you his name. Oh. Right? Because he's listed some names that he would want. For the 49ers and Barrett's going to be upset. All right? Oh man. slash the middle live and local from the Fritz and B and Cooley studios, phillyvoice.com slash the middle and sports map radio. What we feel makes our firm different from others is the fact that we um, take our lifelong uh, personal approach and experience uh, and apply that in dealing with any client. We don't view a client as a number or another case. We view them as a human being and a person, a person who faces challenges that they never anticipated or they wouldn't be here. They wouldn't seek us out for help. And we put that personal approach um, to the forefront to make sure. Oh man, I gotta go. Once this weather breaks a little bit, oh, I gotta start going going back up the Wildwood, man. Start working on my boat, man. So I'll be working on a boat and working on a, a car. Sheesh.
I can't believe you guys don't have any faith in Carson at all. Faith? Yeah. Oh, I just don't think he's getting traded. I, I don't. Oh, okay. You know, my faith is uh, I'm questioning my faith. <laughs> put it that way. No, I, I I still think he'll be here. Also, um, like I said, if if he can take his head out his butt, man, and and and, and listen to somebody, yeah, understand he's not the end all. You know, he, he he'd be a good player again. You have to have, you have to have some humility and know yeah. that you don't know everything. But I, I got to admit, though, listening, hearing that a couple of quotes, and I haven't heard the whole press conference. Mm. Was there anything good that came out of it? Like yeah. really, like yeah, yeah. I told you that that that, that um, to start the connection, man. I mean, that was that was deep in the aspect that you know he understands what he has to do to come in and win this locker room. Because I mean, that locker room's still a little pissed off because number one, they let they let uh, Doug go. Number yeah. two, they let you know the whole coaching staff go. Um, then, you know, it's one of those things where they have to build trust in the organization again, not just the, the, the team and the coaching staff, but also the team and the front office, the guys upstairs, they see all this going on. They don't trust them right now. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. So we are going to be joined by John McMullen, right, in 11 minutes? Uh, yeah, he's good to go at uh, 1240. Okay, just making yeah. sure. Just making sure. And then Bears, we have this whole thing with Kirk Cousins right now, which is insane. I told you I'd read you this tweet. From our old boss here in Philadelphia, Matt Nahagan, who is now currently at 95-7 the game in yes. San Francisco. So when you click on Kirk Cousins and you see the top tweets, Evan Massey is number one. There's a one below it from Total Pro Sports, who mm -hmm. I don't know who this is. Official Twitter of Total Pro Sports. I don't need them on my timeline. Mute. All right. And then Matt Nahagan. Just listening to Morning Roast 95.7, their morning show out there, and decided to rank my quarterback for the 49ers now that Stafford is off the board. So here are his choices. You ready? All right. Number one, Deshaun Watson. Okay. Number two, Jimmy G. Number three, draft a quarterback. 49, Matt Ryan. 50, Kirk Cousins. 50? Yes. <laughs> okay. Dead last. Wow. But that comes I mean, off. I mean, hold on, Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Thankfully, yeah. he's not in charge of, of doing all this. But let's just assume, let's just, for the purposes of this crazy conversation, assume that the 49ers are interested in this and do, in fact, make a deal for Kirk Cousins. Now you have two quarterbacks who have been dealt. And maybe we do assume that Jimmy G's in this trade or not, or maybe that, that that's fine. However you want to work Jimmy G out in this. But Cousins now goes from Minnesota to San Fran. We just had Stafford get out. I feel like it's either going to be, oh, this gives me great hope for Carson Wentz or kind of how I see it where windows are closing and teams who would be willing to give up for a quarterback are dwindling. And I don't necessarily know if that helps your cause. Well, look at the teams that need quarterbacks right now. Um, Minnesota, since they're trying to make something happen. 
San Fran, because you hear rumors. Um, Houston. New England. New England. Uh, New England for sure. Yeah. The Jets still. Yeah. Carolina, uh, too. Carolina wanted Stafford. Yep, Carolina. Uh, you know who else? Um, uh, Miami. Miami's looking for a new quarterback. In fact, they might Are drop. they totally out on Tua already? Oh, yeah, they're out Are on Are you Tua. serious? Yeah. Well, they're so high in the draft. Why not take a kid? Well, that's what they're, that's what they're talking right. about. They're talking about taking out Ohio State's quarterback. So, you know, it's still some some teams out there that that are looking to to make a move. I mean, even the uh, the Saints, the Saints at this point right. don't have a starter if if they don't if they don't bring back Breeze or Breeze doesn't come back. I think Breeze is going to be uh, the next Monday night guy. Yeah, he's going so, to the booth. But yeah. can a guy like Carson Wentz command anything remotely close to what would be good or suitable of a return for the Eagles if? You start to look around and think, well, we don't, we see that's that's, that's what we that's and 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 Shan, that's that's it right there. You can't get anything for him right now. We're gonna suffer. We're gonna we're gonna take it, and and it'll make us like it, hmm. whichever way it goes. But then you just have to worry about one year of being up against it. That's just one year. As opposed, to you let him stay this year. And you're up against it, but then you have to be up against it the next year because then you'll still be under the hook for another thirty-four million dollars or thirty-two million dollars, something. Yeah, like that. Yeah, but it's not the, as much dead money next year. Right, right, right. Year, so. right, right. I mean, right. you think about the Los Angeles Rams just reset the bar as far as dead money eaten yep. to twenty-two million, I think, or twenty-three yep. million, somewhere around there. That's the highest ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty was um, AB. Antonio Brown. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And and in order for Jeffrey Lurie to do it, he'd have to eat an additional eleven million. Yeah, yeah. after after if that's if they don't trade him before um March twenty first. Yeah, but March twenty first they owe him a, they owe him eleven million. Eat that money. That's owner eating money. That's yes. team eating money. And and let's be honest, man. If the Philadelphia Phillies that's still salary cap too, no. That's salary cap money also. That's what they're they're, they're yeah. Just, it, it would prohibit you from spending. Yes. You know, money next in the next season. Yeah. Yeah, but you're already on the books as is for Carson. Right. So it's not like you're going to remove the money as a whole. If you're either going to pay him or pay him, you might as well get rid of him and pay him. That's my point. Well, that'd be an expensive paperweight if he doesn't listen. Yeah. It'd be an expensive paperweight. How do you know that just all of a sudden listens? How old is this guy? Right. He's 28 years old. 28. 28. Okay, how many 28-year-olds do you know who have been one way completely just selfish in their work behavior? And what was the other phrase that we used to describe this guy where he, he just he's not listening? Oh bullheaded. Yes, bullheaded. Stubborn. stubborn, thank you. Yeah. How many stubborn people do you know just I found something? I found God. I found he's reason. already found God. Okay, yeah, he's already found God and he's yeah. stubborn. So well, at least I find a new God. No, it's not that man. It's, it's when you see what you're doing is not working and it got you benched and over 12 games, you look like ass. You're not going to want to be that way again. You would you've think, maybe think, yeah, you would think, all right, I'm going to find a way to, to change this. There's a, I don't know at all. Smarten up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, smarten up. <laughs> this is the same guy who has yet to speak on the coach yeah. that he had a role in getting fired. This is a guy who did not do anything at all in the public or even media sector to help his cause that he learned 
Mm-hmm. Think about it. If you believe that Carson Wentz had a hand in Doug Peterson getting fired because Carson was benched, how does that illuminate anything on Carson Wentz learning from the benching process? It sounds like a spoiled kid whose dad or mom is on the board at a school saying, I want that teacher fired for suspending me. That's exactly who he is. That's exactly okay, that who he is. Kid doesn't, and you want this kid to change? You want well, a summer to go by, he goes up to Camp Wigwam, and then he comes back and all of a sudden he listens to every teacher in the school? But Shan, man, Shan, he's changing. <laughs> he's changing for himself. He's changing because he understands that what he has done is not working. It'll be a self, it'll still be a selfish change that he understands he has to change just because he sucks. That's why he's gonna change. Too much Rocky Four, man. <laughs> we could change. We could all change if I could change. And you could change. You guys want you guys, Barrett. You want the most stubborn individual in the NFL right now. Stubborn because more stubborn than guys who are alpha, but it's working. Yeah. Like Tom Brady, you can be as stubborn as you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sheldon Durston. Carson needs to turn to the five pillars. We have the five pillars. They were brought by Nick Sirianni, the five pillars of success. Right. The five uh, branches of the winning tree. That's what it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah, man. All right, we're out of here. John McMullen next. We got overtime at the top, too. It's all sponsored by Book It Sports. And speaking of which, you'll hear from them coming up right now. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. So what was uh, what was Barkan's take on Friday? Um... He, he was he was he was been out of shape on the um the fact that he said that he hadn't thought about who's going to be the starting quarterback. You know, it's that's, that's well, that's a lie. Yeah, that's not realistic. I mean, he's lie, that's yeah. he's lying to us, right, Sirianni. Right. I mean, right, obviously, right. right. You know, he didn't like that. But other than that, he was like, eh. I mean, we understand he's not going to be um, a guy that's going to come in and woo us with the gift mm-hmm. of gab. He's just not that guy. But he's anxious to see if this team buys into what he's talking about. Yeah. Everybody talking about Patrick Reed, wanting to hear what I say about Patrick Reed this weekend. Uh, Patrick Reed flouts the rules. We all know this. He bends the rules. I don't know if you saw this, Barrett, but on Saturday, he hit a ball in the 10th hole, and he couldn't see it land. It didn't hit the green. It was in the left rough, short of the green. And you saw with the camera that it came down, bounced in the rough, and then disappeared. But it bounced, right? Uh So they couldn't – he and his playing partners couldn't see the ball bounce like from where they – from where he hit it from. It was a couple hundred yards back. So he comes up and uh, he sees that the ball's in the rough and he asks one of these um, uh, attendants, like a volunteer who's over there, you know, that marks where the balls are so they don't have to go looking for them all over the place, and said, hey, did did you see the ball? Yeah, right. It's right here. Did it bounce? And the, the woman said, no, I didn't see it bounce. She did, says she didn't see it bounce. Mm-hmm. She couldn't have been looking at it because it bounced. So, But he's taking her word for it. So he goes up and he looks at the ball and all this mess of wet grass. 
And he determined that it broke the ground so that it was embedded. And with the, with the rule, he's allowed to pull the ball out before anybody else comes over, any of his playing partners, a rules official, anybody. He can, he can lift the ball up. And he did that. But then he's standing there, and you could see he's poking like his index fingers into the ground, almost like it was weird. It was looked like he was kind of pushing the pushing the oh, indentation yeah. down to make it look like it was even further into the ground. By the then he orders, uh, tells his uh, playing partners, "Hey, I'm going calling a rules official. I'm playing this as an embedded ball." Blah blah blah. And all that was within the rules. And the rule official came up. Yeah, it looks like it, it was below the surface of the ground. So they gave him a free drop, bottom line. He makes par on the hole and goes on. Caused the biggest stink over the weekend because <laughs> it's Patrick Reed. And he right. ends and breaks the rules. Hey, you ain't cheating, you ain't trying again. Yeah, exactly. What's up, boys? JM, what's up, bro? How's it going? AFM, what's up? in the house here. You know, we, we do right. have to remember that we're also, you know, coming back in there. Oh, right. We're good. How you doing? Long Spectacular. Time Except for the snow. Long time you ever no cheated, talk. You ever cheated golf like Patrick Reed has multiple times or no? Always. Always. <laughs> I tell you, it, you know, golf is difficult to cheat in because if anybody's playing with you, they know that you aren't capable of making that shot that you've just told them that you made. Yeah, or that's true. Ball or anything like that. I, I just didn't know. You, you look like you would cheat at golf. <laughs> well, I'm not very good at it, so I got to do something. That's okay. a terrible thing to say, Aton. Why? People say the same thing about me. <laughs> and I went from using illegal stuff, illegal equipment. Now I'm, I'm fully legal. Now I'm full on legal, John. I don't care. I'm barely legal. No, I, I don't yeah. subscribe to that. <laughs> I apologize. I need to gain every tactical advantage I can get. Right. Exactly. You ain't right. cheating. You ain't trying. NASCAR no rules apply. I spoke <laughs> to you yesterday about this whole thing with Matthew Stafford and, and the market and all. And, and now we got word that Kirk Cousins could be on the move from Minnesota to San Francisco. A, what are your thoughts on that? And B, now we have to start factoring in the market again if, in fact, the Eagles were looking to trade a quarterback. Well, that's been, you know, Kyle Shanahan loves Kirk Cousins, loves him. Mm. So that's been going on for a while. And a lot of people thought Matthew Stafford would end up in San Francisco because he's he's kind of done similar to Jared Goff. Shanahan's kind of done with, with Jimmy Garoppolo. He knows he needs to improve. Now, I know a lot of people outside will say, is Kirk Cousins that much better Um a, yes, he is, than Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, is he good enough to win with? Uh, I don't know about that, but Kyle loves him. So it's a possibility. Minnesota is clearly not going to win uh, the way they've assembled that team, and they have to start to get younger. In a lot of ways, they're very similar to the Eagles, the team they were in the championship game with. Uh, they got old. They they paid their star players a little bit too much. They stuck with them a little bit too long, and they're in a similar situation. John, did the trade of Matthew Stafford for Goff and Picks give you reason to think that Carson Wentz will uh, more li more than likely be moved or less likely be moved? A, a little bit more, uh, but not because of the trade itself, because of the sediment around the NFL. More people are willing – 
to to think about that NBA light trade or the baseball light trade where uh, you dump a salary, uh, you you dump a toxic asset, as they call it. Uh, So more teams are willing to at least think about that. And that makes it a, a little bit more likely. But I keep going back to this dead money figure, guys. Look, the Rams had the record. It was $21.8 million. Goff is $22.2 million. So they just raised the precedent by $400,000. The Eagles would have to destroy that by $11 million. That's, that's still tough to do, especially for Jeffrey Lurie. He doesn't seem like that type of guy. Well, you know, just, just looking at that and, um, you know, everybody was saying that Nick Sirianni was the reason uh, he was he was um he was made the coach because his reasoning behind he could fix uh Carson Wentz. Um, you know, did you did it change in any way how you thought of Nick Sirianni after the press conference and his ability to fix Carson Wentz from what he said? No, not from what he said. I mean, he didn't say anything. <laughs> I mean, um, and it's hard to judge any coach on his first press conference. I do look at Indianapolis, and because of what happened there, you had Andrew Luck. Um, you know, Frank and, and Nick were probably giddy. They probably thought they were going to have this guy for 10 years, uh, star quarterback. And all of a sudden, he turns around and retires at, at 29 in, in late August, by the way. And right. they had to get Jacoby Brissett up to speed in about two weeks. They were, you know, they – they were seven and nine, but they weren't terrible. They did some good things. And then they brought in Phillip Rivers as for the last year of his career. So they built their offense around three different quarterbacks. That to me is pretty impressive. That it, it shows the willingness to change, to be malleable, depending who the quarterback is. So that kind of stuff I look at is positive. But I don't care what he says. He doesn't even know if Carson's going to be here right now. That's a Jeffrey Lurie decision. Well, how much of it, and we're chatting with our NFL insider, John McMullen, courtesy of Jacob Media at JF McMullen, joining us. I saw earlier leading into today, everybody's going crazy over this Albert Breer report that Carson Wentz, quote, isn't exactly pleased to be in Philadelphia. And just looking at the chronology of it, the new head coach, everybody is in here, and the idea of fixing Carson Wentz, to your knowledge, to your reach, how much of what's happened over the last 10 to 14 days has even impacted Carson Wentz and his want to be here, positive or negative? Yeah, I don't think it's it either way. I think he doesn't want to be here. I think it's pretty clear he'd like a head start, uh, a fresh start uh, somewhere else, but it's not that easy. Same with Deshaun Watson. I mean, he doesn't want to play in Houston. It's not that easy. Um in the case of Watson, obviously you have a star player, uh, and that part is not the hurdle. Carson's coming off a terrible year. You got that contract issues, as I mentioned, the dead money issues. You got some reputation issues. Let's be honest. Other teams see this and say, why aren't you happy with this organization? They just paid you $128 million. They gave you the keys to the franchise. You, you won a Super Bowl. Granted, you were injured. You made the postseason three times you're a part of this culture why are you so unhappy that plays into it as well for other teams and then you look at it and say okay trevor lawrence forget about him that's number one but 
Zach Wilson's going to go in the top 10. Justin Fields is going to go in the top 10. Trey Lance might go in the top 10. Would you rather have a young guy under a cost-effective rookie deal if you're looking for a quarterback or a guy who's disgruntled making $25 million a year? I'd rather have Matt Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> John, what about Friday and Nick Sirianni's uh, first media appearance oh impressed you? Like, what did, did you come away with with a nugget or two where you're saying, hey, yeah, I kind of like I kind of like what he said there. No, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but from a, a reporter standpoint, look, I'll be honest. We want Dan Campbell. I want eating kneecaps. That's what I want. This guy's boring. He, he's not going to say anything interesting. But that's like every young coach. You get in front of a hot mic. You just start spitting cliches. Uh, he was a little bit nervous, but today was on their flagship, the Eagles flagship radio station. Uh, he'll get better. But he, he's playing the hits. He's saying the same thing over and over again. I got a PhD from Frank Reich in leadership, uh, competition. Yeah, it's all cliches. Yeah. You know, I didn't like the fact that he said that um, <laughs> Howie Roseman, you know, so I could point the finger at Howie Roseman now with the 53-man roster. You know, it's up to him. He's the last, he's the last, uh, uh, you know, guy. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's the guy that's going to make that decision, you know. And then he said that he'd have um, control over the 47-man roster on game day. But what if well, Howie he said maybe. He, he, he didn't even know, Barrett. But, you know, you could point that finger before the 53. Howie's always had control since Howie 2.0 has always had control. But, you know, that's not that big of a deal. I was showing, you know, the beat writers, we have this pool where we guess the final 53. We put five bucks in the pot. And whoever gets the most wins. The winner always gets 52. If you're at practice every day and you don't know who's going to be on this football team, you got no clue what's going on. So ultimately, when you talk about power over the final 53, you might be talking about one or two players on the back end of the roster. Who cares? Who's, who's now, the best at doing that? Uh, Bo Wolf has is is back to back champion. Three oh, years yeah. ago, three years ago, I won with 52. Okay. Is there a belt? Is there like a championship belt that you wear for the year? Bo made his own belt, I believe. Which wow. Is weak. That is awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Not, right. not made his own belt. I think he purchased the belt, but I don't know. You'd have to ask him. Look at this. Look at there this. There we go. Right. Now, now where did you get this? What is this in reference to? It's, this is a belt, folks. All right? Okay. This is not this past season because of COVID, but two years ago, I won the bowl pick'em at Fox Sports Radio, the Gambler, the iHeart Radio station, where both Barrett and Harry can be heard. Okay. And I got, I was the winner. I nailed the majority of the bowls. Crushed. This thing is heavy. Now, have you worn the belt? Get Bo Wolf in touch with me, John. I'll hook him up with a real belt. Look at this. Have you worn the belt, Aton? No, I have not worn it, but I I do use it. I do have it behind me when I'm streaming on that channel. Well, because if you you don't wear it, if you don't wear it, what they do is they sling it over their shoulder when they walk into the 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 ring. Yeah. So yeah, and right. You got to get a no, the other a, way. You, yeah, that you way. Get a Ric Flair robe as well. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm out. I know this is you can't say this to a wrestling person, but that, that guy, he's all, he's all, he wasn't a good wrestler. Yeah, he was. Who? Ah, who? He, 
He was Rick Flair. Rick Flair. It was all scripted with Rick oh, Flair. Geez. It was all a joke. Oh, my Lord. I would love That's to see him give him one of those time. chops. That's the dumbest thing you've ever said on this show. Rick Flair, <laughs> Rick Flair was, a, was the biggest benefactor of fake wrestling. That guy was, was a slob for the majority of his career. Hey. But uh, they were all slobs back then. No, you, come on. You, you had a, a, a royal Adonis bodies out You ever there. see Dusty Rhodes? Yeah, yeah I, I think they're thinking about yeah. Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, you got Ric Flair. That's that's Space Mountain, baby. They're, you know, right. ask Halle Berry about Ric Flair. <laughs> well, I'm not on Halle Berry then, if that's the case. If I if I have to make a point and excommunicate Halle Berry out of my life, then I have to do that. Wow, that's terrible, man. Hacksaw Jim Jim Duggan. That's who you are right now. That's what we think about you, Hacksaw. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy, man. Right? That guy, come on, yeah, that was probably one of my earlier, not the earliest, but and you know, you're an impressionable kid. Yeah, know, were you walking before. around the house with a two by four over your shoulder? You know how many splinters I had, and this is what I'm saying. My kid is gonna do the same thing when he. I was walking around and I would smash things with that thing too. <laughs> Look at it. My mom would throw stuff at me. Get the hell out of the house. John, John, see what you I'm, started, man. See yeah, started, I'm stunned. You, you, know, was... you, you better not walk into an NFL locker room and say something bad about Ric Flair. Is that right? That. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't do that. Well, speaking of locker room, you know, um, we're, we're, you know, talking to Sirianni, he's, he's finally starting to lock down. He has uh, his three coordinators now, quarterback, coach. Um, you know, how do you think that direction is going? Because I, I, I like Johnson. Brian Johnson's a guy I did an ACC championship game two years ago, and I was able to sit down and and talk to him. And and he had you know Kyle and and Emory Jones were his two quarterbacks, and he had two different systems for both quarterbacks. You know, you know Kyle Trask was a guy that you know he goes sit back, drop back, and, you know get the ball out. Then he had Emory Jones, a guy that's you know an athlete, kind of like Hurts. Who could throw the ball, but he was more so an athlete as opposed to being a quarterback. He was in the you know the red zone, uh, wildcat type of guy. He's yeah, and that's kind of like what what I liked about Nick and the fact that he's worked with Locke and Brissett and Rivers, mm -hmm. who are three different quarterbacks. You have kind of, yep. um, you know, the top tier skill set. You got the dual threat guy. You got the pure pocket passer. So yeah, I mean, Brian's worked with Dak Prescott. Uh, you know, he has a relationship with with Jalen Hurts from uh, back in Texas. Uh, so it, it'll be interesting. You know, the biggest concern with me is, is experience, and, and I've mentioned that before. Jonathan Gannon, uh, the defensive coordinator's thirty-seven, never been a coordinator before. Uh, Michael Clay is twenty-nine. Can you believe uh, it? Special wow. teams coordinator. I got yeah, kids. And, uh, I got kids older than him. Yeah. And Shane Steichen is 35. So, you know, typically when you have these rookie head coaches, you give them an ex-head coach just to be a sounding board for, for the other stuff, the ancillary right. stuff, dealing right. with the media, all the logistics, all that kind of stuff. That's what I'm most concerned about because none of these guys have done it. John, give us a sec. we got to take a quick break on the network. We'll be back to wrap the hour coming up. It is the middle, phillyvoice.com slash the middle and sports map radio. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. 
Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. All right. John, what is your favorite branch on the Nick Sirianni winning tree? Uh, favorite branch on the Nick Sirianni winning tree. Is there it's a got Nick five Sirianni branches? Yeah, there's five branches apparently. I read these on IUP? Friday. It was on Pennsylvania uh, State Athletic Conference. <laughs> yeah, he was at IUP, but there's there's five branches. IUP. And it was um connect and trust is number one. Compete oh, with each other is number two. Oh, number three is accountability. Four, playing smart football. And five, fundamentals, fundamentals, fundamentals. Well, that's what I was talking about with the cliches. I mean, how boring mm-hmm. is that? Yeah. Oh, competition. You know, we talked about it today as well. Uh, quarterback, every position is going to have competition. Let me tell you something. You think, you know, somebody's competing with Fletcher Cox. The more that's easy to talk about meritocracy, blah, blah, blah. Let's be honest. The really good teams, you don't have a lot of competition. You right. know the stars are playing. Right. You know they got the players that are secure. Are yeah. yeah. So that to me is just coach speak. And look, I'm not going to criticize them for it. Everybody does it, but look, you, you don't want competition. You want the exact opposite. You want good players. Period. Mm-hmm. Point blank. You know, it shouldn't be a competition because the more competition you have, the less the players you are are are, are, are are in the, you know, the midst of being great players. So I understand that. But still, though, you know, I, I like the fact when he said that um he had a start a connection with the players. And if you can start a connection by telling them and showing them that you can make them a better player. And then from that point on, get trust. I like that part of the you know, of, it, of, it, uh, of his uh, press conference. I like the fact that he understood that he has to gain the player's trust. But I don't know if he can get Carson out of this. You know, can he can he get Carson to a position where he trusts him? Yeah, that, well, that's the thing. And that's why it was unfair. Everybody kind of jumped on him uh, about not being more clear uh, about Carson Wentz. And it's because he doesn't know. That's what I said. That's an organizational decision. So, I think he could have handled it better. If you look at David Culley in Houston, he said, hey, I'm here because I'm Deshaun Watson. I want right. him to be here. This is one of the best quarterbacks in the game. And guess what? If it doesn't work, then you talk about it at the press conference after it didn't work. Right. You know, I, I would have handled it differently. Yeah. But he doesn't know if Carson Wentz is going to be here. Hmm. When are we going to hear from Carson? When do you think? Ever? before before the draft Uh, you know what's interesting i mean they have to make a decision um really three days i think after the start of the new league year like in Um, mid-march or something right march 17th so about march 20th somewhere in that range Mm. but uh, you know in 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 the modern nfls you just saw with stafford you can agree to trades uh during this process so we might know before that, 
But ultimately, the Eagles will make a decision, and if he's going to be here, he'll talk. If he's not going to be here, he'll talk in his new city. Wow. Aton bolted on us, Barrett. I see, I see, I yeah. see. That's because we got Mullins. You know, he, he, he left us with that hacksaw Jim Duggan jargon. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I but, guess Ron Culver is going to have to handle the final minute of the radio show. I see. <laughs> But do you see um do you see this team being talented enough um to even compete in our division with what we have right now? Not right now, but uh, you know a lot of decisions have to be made. The draft is coming up. They do have the six pick. Look, man, if you get Jamar Chase at, at wide receiver, for instance, and everything falls into place, you got a true number one. All of a sudden, maybe Jalen Rager's better suited to be a number two. You know, you see this all the time, and, and the parts start to click. Whereas, you know, if you have to – I remember Green Bay when Jordy Nelson was at, at the top of his game, and he was just a, a star receiver. And he tore his ACL that one year, and Randall Cobb, who was a great number two, had to be that the year. number one. Yep. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't well suited for it. Nope. So it didn't, it didn't work as well. So you never know how the parts fit. In this league – if you make good decisions on the personnel front, you can turn things around pretty quickly. And remember, the Eagles get that last place schedule, so that helps as well. All right, uh, Aton's power went out apparently. Okay. The net what just what? went down with the power. He's rebooting as we are, but we're in overtime right now anyway. <laughs> so we're off. There he is. There he is. Yeah, I lost power, so I had to wait for everything to reset. Oh my god! That's, that's the weather, there. baby. The weather. Wow. It is. How much snow did you get, John? Uh, I I am dodging the bullet. So far, we got about three inches. That's what. Uh, we that's how some, we got some some wintry mix keeping the keeping the accumulation down. That's the best yeah. you can ask for. Right. Yeah, we got. But you get that heavy snow. That's awful. I must live in such a shitty area for like service and Pico and everything because I lose power a lot. Mm. And I'd never lost power like this in Conshohocken. No, you're not, you're not paying enough in taxes. See, you, you, you trust me. I'm where I live at. Trust where me, I live at, man. our taxes are so high that if anything goes wrong, my neighbors and the rest of the township they get so pissed off that they get scared to let something not happen, bro. Yeah. When I do, when this is going to upset, this is going to upset Aton. Just, I got the blue check mark, so I just complain, like. Uh, <laughs> If you put something on Twitter and say somebody's service is bad, yeah. Well, I I had I had the the vice president of Comcast, South Jersey, over here. No. Okay. Yeah. See, Barry, you need to start um, doing that. I'll yeah, Barry could do it even more. I'm I'm no, I'm being banned by Twitter for or shadowed, whatever that term is. So I don't shadow ban. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, it's ridiculous. I'll have somebody with. Of uh, four hundred thousand followers, retweet something, and I'll watch the impressions. I don't care about likes or retweets. I'm not worried about that. I'm just talking about impressions, and they will not move up. Mm. Like it, it will be as slow and exponentially slow as if I first put it out there. No matter who is adding to the impressions, so it's frustrating because for whatever reason, I have been tagged or flagged as somebody dangerous to Twitter. And that you are uh, right because I constantly am tweeting about. Well, you're, sort of, yeah, 
government. Well, Twitter, Twitter is a hellscape, but uh, you know, if it can oh, help no, me, me, I, I would it. rather, John, I would rather the missiles come from China or Russia and wipe us off the face of the earth if that meant no more Twitter. Like, I would rather sacrifice me and you and everybody else out there <laughs> if that meant the end of Twitter. That's how much I would cut my own nose off to spite our entire collective face. Because that's the only way that Twitter's going to go is if somebody takes us out. And I'm... No, I'm with you. Twitter, Twitter is awful. Twitter it is. It's is, is worst people in the world. There's no question mm -hmm. about that. Yeah, it's terrible. All right, it so, is. So uh, let's do this now officially. It is overtime. John McMullen hanging out with us. Overtime, of course, brought to you by Book It Sports. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. All right, each and every day we spend some time on overtime with Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays, Aton Shander, and the great John McMullen today. Anything we didn't get to or spills over in any form or fashion. So I don't want to interrupt what you guys were talking about when I left out of here. We can continue oh. on that. You can see the press conference. The press conference, who you think was the, the grand finale? He was second to last. Mr. McMullen was second to last as far as, you know, the questions they took in that press conference, man. Was That's I, why, yeah, you know, I was, yeah, I was minus, uh, I think Crossing Broad had me at minus 140 to go first. <laughs> who uh, who went first? Howard or Ruben? Zach, Zach, Zach Berman. Oh, wow. Why? Why is is that like a thing that hey you know we always let Zach go first because he's just he's the nicest. Well, yeah, Zach team. Zach is the president uh, of the Pro Football Writers of the Philadelphia chapter. So typically, mm -hmm. inside baseball for people that want to bet, typically for the big press conferences, they're going to default to him as as first because he's the president. Okay. Uh, I used to be the vice president. Mike K is now so. Um, yeah, don't bet on me. Where's Kempsky in that uh, hierarchy? Uh, Jimmy is uh, Jimmy's just in the normal reporter hierarchy. So all of us kind of. I'm surprised they even let know, him on. He, he stays after them. He stays saying something to them. Yeah, Jimmy was last. I think Jimmy was Jimmy closed it out. Usually that's Rob Motti's spot because. They're trying to save Doug Peterson from himself, but right. Doug's no longer here. <laughs> what, a, what an amazing – what's the worst question you've ever heard asked by a media member at the press conference, whatever press conference it may be? Well, it's usually a TV person, and it's usually got something to do about your high school yearbook. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Would you actually be referring to a – Current member of the media who would be asking that question? Don't say it. Tremend no, no, no. I would never do that. Tremendously nice guy, though. <laughs> 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 That's oh, fine. Just one of those things. I was just curious, you know, like what? Because I, I remember you were. I'm sure there for this one. There was a a, a young man who covered a lot of like politics and government stuff 
that was asked to cover the beat of the Eagles years ago. And I think this is maybe up in Lehigh or last year in Lehigh. And I'm no name. He's a nice kid. I, I had a chance to meet him at all. And we were both kind of similar age. And I remember he asked Andy Reid a question. And Andy Reid, on the surface, completely undressed him. And, you know, like Cataldi, they're playing the clip. I can't believe it. But then, then you start to listen to the clip, and he's actually taking the time out to explain to this guy and, and educate him on why the question should maybe not be asked or where the better way is and kind of the angle and answer to it. So that's why I ask, because I think sometimes we look at some, oh, that's such a stupid question. But the reality is, is that even the people who are being asked that don't see it that way and then maybe give you a better answer to it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's more difficult in Zoom world because you don't have one-on-ones with people. Uh, so if you do want to ask somebody something a little bit off the beaten path, you have to do it in front of everybody else. And that's typically yeah. not the way you would do it. Um, so things have changed, but it, it's weird, you know, when you cover the Eagles, people pay way too much attention to what we're doing, what, yeah. you know, who's, what McLean is asking, what, um, you know, who's going first, I, you know, like I said, crossing broad wrote a whole story on who's going first at the Nick Sirianni press conference. <laughs> uh, none of us care. And, and the second part is, you know, People will say, you know, Nick was nervous or Nick won the press conference, lost, he lost the press conference. You know, our goal is to get information. Uh, the, the most boring thing to me, as I said, is the cliches. Mm-hmm. You could be smooth as you know what. If you're giving us cliches, it's not interesting. That's all yeah. we care about. Why do you think the enemy never in- interviewed with the Eagles? I, I think he knew he wasn't getting the job and, you know, he didn't want to. Then you have this weird disconnect. Tony Dungy brought this up. I, I heard it, too. I mentioned it on the show that the Eagles were concerned about going with another Andy Reid guy. Um, that was going around the league, not mm. only with Eric, but also with Mike Kafka. Kafka, yeah. Um, I it, It's strange to me if, if the Eagles had a problem with that. But, you know, you have that sentiment that Andy was responsible for this organization's success. Doug came from Andy, won a Super Bowl. You know, maybe you have a little Jerry Jones jealousy developing mm. with Jeffrey Lurie. Who knows? Yeah, because yeah, I know um, I, I know if you look at it, man, it's, it's the dynamics of um, the way they hired the guy, uh, where they hired Doug is dramatically different because they had – everybody involved with hiring Doug, you know, they had, um, you know, former players, you know, um, as far as, you know, um, guys, I mean, they were asking ex quarterbacks, even, you know, you know, help Jaws us was in there. yeah, Jaws, uh, ex GMs and, you know, Matt Millen, you know, talking to him. I mean, they had a lot of people involved yeah. with this whole process. I think it was more so streamlined this year as opposed to anything else. Well, it's got to be because, you know, everything's virtual. But I will say that, you know, back in 2016, they wanted Adam Gaze, no matter what they say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they wow. wanted Ben McAdoo. Um, and then they ended up, it basically came down to, okay, let's call Andy and see what he thinks. <laughs> now, other people were involved. But, 
uh, as Barrett said, and that's how they landed on on Doug Peterson. This wow. time, it seems to be, look, they got started late. They never had a shot at Salah. They never had a shot at Arthur Smith. You know, Biennemi didn't want to interview. Brandon Staley got the Chargers job. He bowed out. Dable stayed uh, with Buffalo, didn't interview. Yeah, Dable didn't want to interview. Kafka didn't want to interview. Seems like they called Frank Wright. Okay, we can't call Andy. Let's call Frank. Yeah. Seems like it. Yeah, but here's the thing. Do you think, and it's a hypothetical, but do you honestly think that if they were the first team to fire their head coach instead of the last, that anything would truly change as far as who they would have hired? Yeah, I think they would have hired. They would have tried to hire Arthur Smith. I I think that would have been their first guy. Mm. Um, Salah, I don't know. Defensive mind, I find it hard to believe that Jeffrey would hire uh, a defensive coach. But and that's why I kind of lean towards Arthur Smith. Yeah, I mean they were behind. They were eight days behind. Those guys were already in deep negotiations uh, with their teams to be head coaches. The Eagles were behind uh, when it came to the, and they were the hot candidates. So I do think it would have changed. I do think it would have changed things. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Now we're back on Tuesday. We got Martinez with us. You're going to be back with us on Thursday, correct? Correct. If you yeah. want me. And we'll need a full uh, Super Bowl prediction on Thursday. Yeah, we want everything. Right, Maybe you come dressed as Bruce Arians. Ooh. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. A little Kangol hat Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot. I was out shoveling. I was out shoveling. So. Yeah. Bottle of Crown prepared. Royal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> out shoveling what, if we may ask? I don't know what Bruce wears. What is that thing? I can't get <laughs> right. one of those. I don't even that know what belt the heck whatever it is. It is. Yeah, that belt yeah. or whatever it is. <laughs> I got a belt right here for you. You can wear this. The championship belt? Yeah, why not? Yeah. yeah. There you go. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. We appreciate you joining us. Thanks, John. Time. Again, everybody head out to the Marketplace, Apple, Google Marketplace. Find out more. Be a part of it. I got busted on a couple of bets on the Book It app this weekend. I'm sure Harry did. As well, every now and again, you hit something. But we appreciate everybody rocking with us. John is already out. We're back tomorrow. Overtime here for Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays, Aton Shander. We'll see you tomorrow, all courtesy. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It.